So I'm going to give you the spiel again. Patreon helps creative businesses like ours uh, with fundraising and to improve the quality of our shows, our productions, our planning. So we're asking for your help. With donations as little as five bucks a month, you can make sure Neon Black continues to thrive and push our bullshit opinion of music, culture, films, fashion, and all things that really aren't important forward. And uh, I just want to, I like to reiterate this because I think it's important when it comes to things like Patreon. Um, where does our money go? Each donation, it doesn't go to us, the hosts. It goes towards our infrastructure costs, like our excellent production team and uh, our producers who each week help plan and craft each show. So if you feel like it, help us out. Go to patreon.com forward slash neonblackpodcast and you can check out our various support tiers and help us continue to grow and get in the right direction. And we really, really, really appreciate it. So that's patreon.com forward slash neonblackpodcast. They did make some amazing wreck, but LSD. Oh, on drugs? Yeah, but oh, that's yeah. LSD's no, 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 not. Like, that's that hallucinogens. Yeah. That's hallucinogens. That's, that's, that's a whole Beatles. different category. Yeah, I definitely encourage artists. You're talking to use about you're talking about cocaine. There's and, never once yeah. been like you never watched a behind the music where it's like then the band got into heroin and things went quadruple platinum and everyone uh, got along. I'll give you, I'll there's give guys that there's there's songwriters that got less interesting when they got sober. Yeah, that's for sure. I didn't say direction. that. I didn't yeah. say that. I, I'm I saying, you're saying, when did their life get better? When did anyone's life get better? When they yeah, no one has done. No one shot up a speedball and suddenly got more money in their bank account. That's not happened. <laughs> Jesse, did you record that line? <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be. That might be a fucking keeper right there. Special episode of Neon Black. I'm Shake Gilmore. Ryan Jaso. I'm Seb Weber. I'm Wario Lopez. Wario Lopez, <laughs> aka Michael Michael Catherwood. He's back. I got to <laughs> give my Muay Thai coach. Credit for Wario Lopez. Oh, the really? Greatest, the he greatest created it? nickname ever. I remember like one of the first times I met you, Jaso called you an off-brand Mario Lopez. And I was like, oh, that's fucking gnarly. And you were like, you thought it was funny. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty funny. I've heard it for so long. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I just didn't know you then. <laughs> it's funny. When I was younger, like not even that much younger, like 10, 15 years ago, it was all Mario Lopez. In the last like two years, it's been a lot of Josh Brolin. A lot of Brolin and a lot of um You're kind of better looking than Brolin though. Mm, not in per I mean, the guy the guy's in his mid fifties. Cut him some slack. But Brolin's a little more rugged looking than you are. He is. He is. He's a little he's a cowboy. You're the only one you're the only person I know that uh <clears throat> came out of the other side of meth looking like that. It's genetics though. Everyone always is like, what skin products do you use? Like, how do you like I I I, I think I've told you guys the story about how Jared Leto got mad at me because I he asked me who does my teeth, mm -hmm. and I go, "What? What? What do you mean? Like, who's my dentist?" He's like, "No, who did your teeth?" And I go, I, "These are these are my teeth. Oh, I don't God. understand. What, I don't understand what you're saying." He's like, "Who did your veneer?" I was like, "I don't have veneers, dude." <laughs> and he got like mad at me. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna play that game. It's not like we're on the air." I was like, "Dude, I these Where, are my is teeth." This on like Loveline? Yeah, he's kind of a cocksucker, though, isn't he? He's uh, well, no, I don't know. I've how, heard a lot of bad stories. I, I, about I, him. I, I have too. I don't use, know how he is as a person, like, in life. So I don't want to sit here and be like, I know Jared Lowe. But we've hung out a lot. I mean, he's been on Loveline 15 times during the time I was on, mm -hmm. on the air. He's been on Kevin and Bean another 20. And then we've gone to concerts together where, like, backstage, like, we hang out. So I'm—and he, he's never been anything but, like, 
legitimately nice and he listens when I'm talking. So I, I have nothing bad to say about Jared Leto, but it seems like you bring up his name and everyone has a bad Jared Leto story. I think Katie had a, uh, an interesting Jared Leto That's story. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a lot A lot of females um, yeah. don't. Yeah, like, if I was in Vegas. My ex-girlfriend had a weird story about yeah. him too. Yeah, I'd be putting 50% that he's a cocksucker. But I heard he didn't, I heard he was better pre-30 Seconds to Mars when he was just an actor. Like it got weirder after 30 Seconds to Mars. I I, I can see that Jason's because second favorite there's, some weird, there's some weird <laughs> self-adulation that after he Goo has. After Goo Goo Dolls. After Goo Goo Dolls. There's some weird like self-love that he has, like like a grandizing thing that he has with his music that I don't see him having with his acting. You know, like we, I remember when we saw Dallas Buyers Club and then um, he came on Loveline and Drew and I kept saying, we're like, dude, you're going to win an Oscar. Like that was a that was a, a B minus movie. That was a fucking A plus. Well, it performance. makes it makes sense though because he's been an actor since he was fifteen. Yeah, maybe. And the you know the music thing was the second act for him. But he was really bashful about it. He's like, oh guys, come on, no thank. You. But yet when we talk about his music, he's like, yeah, well, I was in a dark place and I. Um, oh, their their documentary is horrible. No. You watched <laughs> yeah, it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their documentary was the Jackoff Fest. Yeah, like yeah. it was. Just, well, you've heard about the what was the thing he did? The camp. Didn't you? Were you telling us about the camp he does, it, the Thirty Seconds to Mars camp thing that they do out there? It's like it's like a Thirty Seconds to Mars festival centric. I know. I heard well, it's he really does, weird. He does a thing for fans where there's like, it's like a club. Yes, they have like a yes. club. Seb, yeah. Seb's in one of those for Coldplay. <laughs> so That's another stupid. dude. That's another dude. Like Chris Martin. I don't know what he's like as a human in life outside of this, but I've had four or five situations where I'm having a conversation with no one around and it's me and Chris Martin and he's like a really nice yeah, cool yeah, guy he's, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's great I've never heard any negative stories about him no he'll and he's like other than the fact that he married Goopy then that's that's about it and he's super super low key like he'll come out for, on uh, on bike rides with me and the manager and he's just like doesn't he's heard, like he knows how to be low key he's one of those people right. that just knows someone told me how to like move a, without someone told me he's like a he's like a good surfer too He's a great surfer. Uh, like I can't remember who told me that. He lives in. Uh, it was in Australia, uh, right? No, he lives in Malibu. Oh, he in, does? Um, I thought he's in Australia. Listen, the guy probably has homes in like yeah. five yeah, countries. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're yeah about but one he of lives the biggest in, touring bands in the world. Yeah. No, no, he like lives full time in Malibu. I mean, he has a house in London. But even though you say this, but like, what is, is he biggest... Australian or British? They're British. British. He's, he's well, as British. I thought they were Australian He's as for British as the Queen why. of England. I have oh. no idea why. Oh. I you, always uh, thought that they... Are you having a stroke? No, I just don't care about Coldplay. Like, I know, <laughs> I'm not I, a global I, citizen. Wait, listen, I'm not like a big Coldplay fan either, but the, you just asked... That's like asking, is Bruce Springsteen American? Like, he's the most British <laughs> no, guy. Yeah. the same thing. Uh, yeah, all. he's... That's not the same thing at all. I, I understand where, he, where Mike's going with this. He's pronounced... British. He's he's as there, British as it gets. There is no so band bad, in the world. So I'm that bad big. with from Australia. I, I have a hard time ever. telling the difference between an, uh, an Australian accent and a British accent. Sometimes, unless it's like Cockney or something. Yeah, yeah. Unless Cockney, it's unless it's, unless it's the guy Ritchie movie or something. Statham yeah. or, or you know who? You know who I didn't realize like he looks like a complete puff, but he talks like he's in a Guy Ritchie <laughs> movie. Is fucking David Beckham. Like oh, he, yeah. he presents himself as yeah, being this he like he has like a really he's always like, like oh my yeah. be getting yeah. death threats in yeah. yeah I'm like what the fuck holy shit it's like a chimney sweep he's like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> yeah. <but> British yeah <laughs> chimney sweep <laughs> oh I forgot your notes he's gotta go get his notes but you were, you brought not, up Coldplay no you were contributing the conversation anyways <laughs> I, you yeah, like one of the biggest bands in history like it's true I mean Coldplay in like the modern era is crazy, but I bet you they've sold like 15 something million records or 20 million records. Oh, they're the biggest, they're the 
I think they're the biggest. They got to be like the biggest active touring band. Act like from because they're they're what two thousand and one on two thousand one on. Yeah, but, but yeah. my so point being is the like they're big. They're era. so big from that era. But then you real then you talk about like like Guns N' Roses just sold like four hundred million records. Uh, oh you know? yeah, like, it's well, like it's crazy how things have changed. Yeah, but now know? now is a different time, and, and yeah, no one sells records anymore. No, no, well, no, no, no you listen. I'm that, you're just getting my point. Like, what is the biggest bands in the world? The the Coldplay's, uh, Radiohead, or whatever. You know, you look at like these humongous marquee acts, and they've sold 20, 25 million records. Then you look at like you look at like uh, Metallica or something, and you're like, holy, wait, whoa. You sold how many? Like yeah. well, 400 million records. Well, there, there, there's a caveat to that, though. Um, people <clears throat> like Motley Crue lived in a music business while they would make more on a sale. Their contracts were a lot more into the future, where bands like Coldplay and especially Metallica now, because they've been really savvy, they're all on 50 50. I'll take care of it. <laughs> they're all on 50 50 profit share deals. Yeah. So uh, really? I would say that Coldplay have made way more money than Motley Crue. Way oh, more. yeah, probably. Well, Colossal. I mean, three hundred and fifty million is what they make a year when touring. The, yeah, that's the, the thing too. Though I think kids don't realize how lucky they are um, because the music industry has changed. That you know now predominantly bands make money off touring and selling records is kind of like an ancillary thing. We we, we talked we talked we were talking about this during coronavirus because streaming the numbers were down surprisingly, and me and him were talking. We're like, I would pay you know, $15 a month for Spotify, you could increase it, you know, you, yeah. from $10 to 50 because, but then you, you talk to someone oh. that's not used to the non-CD because it just seems like you talk the to value Dylan. is crazy. Right. And but, you but, ask kids about it and they're like, no. Oh. My but point being makes, is like in 1996, when I was in high school, if I wanted to see Soundgarden, like you you might have to wait a year and a half oh, for oh, to be oh, yeah, lucky yeah, enough yeah, for yeah, Soundgarden yeah. to be yep. like, yep. all right, let's do a tour. Let's get, because they sold records. They yeah. toured to promote records. Correct. You know, like, now it's like if you it's have a, if you have a, an artist that you like you you can see him three times a year. Oh, and it's yeah. like no problem. I mean, when when uh, I mean I think Prince didn't tour for like eight years. Yeah. And then and then obviously the police. I remember when the police finally came back because I'm they they mm. they reunited when I was like 27. Yeah. So that was like a once in a lifetime thing, and it sucks. So this is why uh, it did suck. That's why terrible. EDM. That's why EDM shot themselves in the foot. Because I remember when we were back in when we were managing DJs and shit. I would be in bumfuck Texas with Rusco on a Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, it was Skrillex. Thursday, it was Tiesto. And Friday, it was Above and Beyond. And w and we'd do that three times a year. And I said to myself, I said, we're going to cannibalize ourselves 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. And, and then we and you know what happened a year later, exactly. suddenly you couldn't get booked again. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about El Paso. <laughs> El Paso. <laughs> yeah, exactly where, where you could hear gunfire from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And El Paso was just this crazy dubstep market. And it was... And they would sell out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was a great time to be in that world because you're right. They had these huge acts come through and they came through three times a year to a third, a tertiary market. Yeah. And it would work. And then, but and then I think didn't. They, they learned very quickly that kids don't have 75 bucks. I don't even understand. Like if you, if you, do you ever think back like 2010, 2011, 2012, even in Avalon, like we'd see, the, I'd see the same kids every weekend paying 40, 50 bucks a ticket. And I was like, how the fuck yeah, do you afford downtown, to go to a downtown concert? LA, though. That's, that's LA. That's yeah. LA. That's and, LA you know, and, and you know as well, drugs. Yeah. It's cheaper, cheaper than to get drinking. fucked up than it is to get drinking. 20 and a, 20 and a 40. Right. Yeah, and, you know, you say, you say like they'd be spending 45 bucks a, a, a head every weekend, the same kids. When I was 19, I had shit money and I would consistently end up spending $200 a night because I'd go to a bar and I'd be like, what the 
fuck? I'd wake up in the yeah. morning and be like, oh shit, I bought a bottle of champagne. What the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? But you know, how many how many dudes have had that same experience over and over again? Yeah. You're, you're, you're like living check to check, but when you're 23, you go out and you just get hammered. Yeah, After hammered. the first three beers, your fucking sense of spending goes right out the door. Yeah. You're yeah. buying your friends shots. Yeah, you worry you about have the no next day. responsibility. Yeah. You have your car and your apartment. And you don't have Taco children Bell. or insurance or any of that. Yeah. They'll talk for us. They'll talk for us. Those were the good old uh, days. You were, ta- you were talking about the way the music industry used to be, and it's a perfect segue because uh, Variety posted a, a, yeah, I would call it a pretty uh, scathing piece a few weeks ago yeah. on the on the state of uh, KROQ, former mm-hmm. K-Rock. Your former employer. Your former right. employer. Um, for a the, long time. For like the, 17 years. And the, and the very public uh, separation between Kevin and, uh, well, being left before that, right? L- or middle of last year. Yeah. And he, then, he, he just retired. What's Kevin's last name? Ryder. Ryder. Kevin Ryder, yeah. And then how they kind of, they just, they, they fired him uh, abruptly. Pretty abruptly. Like, like <clears throat> not only abruptly, but in such a callous fashion, which is, Nothing strange for radio. I mean, mm-hmm. every one of us in the business, you know, like every single day you're on the precipice of getting fired. That's the way the, the industry works. And you know going in. So it's not like anybody pulls a wool over your eyes. And every great like radio personality always has these horror stories about their time in the industry because they're like, yeah, well, I was in Seattle for a year and a half. Then I went to Bakersfield and then I made, I got a job in Toluca, you know, and that that is every radio person that may, you know, even even Stern, even Opie and Anthony, yeah. they all, you know, you bounce around. Um, but when you spend 30, 31 yeah. years that voice. at the same station in the same, that voice. in the same job. That voice from, from whatever was it, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yep. Uh, Monday through Friday. Five to 10. Like, it, it's kind of it's if you lived in Southern California, like you know what that sounded like. He's Even been on the, the radio since I was five years old. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. In, in one market on the same station with the same show, and a good chunk of that, seventy something percent of that, they were number one. They helped build K Rock yeah. into that this like mega you know super dependable radio station. And then they fired him like he was the overnight guy that they hired three months ago. You but, know, you know, I, I'm none of this surprises me. I no. mean, no offense to K Rock, but it's kids aren't listening to rock. There's only so many times a day you can hear "All My Life" by the Foo Fighters. There, there, <laughs> it's true. There isn't mm-hmm. one. There no, isn't well, enough. Look at this there, show. Right? Well, look, at, look at our show where we, try, of, where we talk think about of the music. inventory. There's just not enough. We have new we music. struggle to find rock music to talk about, which is and like also kids, hence, kids hence, just don't care. Yeah, well, that's my point. They're just not like relevant, you know. That what like we 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 t- we've been talking about the Killers' uh, upcoming album. I, I'm sh- they're going to tour and do fine. The numbers that that album's really going to do are oh, probably going to be no. that stag. And and they fucked up with their branding. I think they didn't diversify early enough. I l- I mean, I love the shows. I went to Kevin. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like they did, but it was very California. I mean, what we say it traveled to the East Coast, but. K Rock to me is always been. What were the a, five bands that they that I could that be wrong though that they were no, playing no, no, in no. rotation? It was like Foo Sublime, Fighters, Sublime, the night. Oh, Sublime, Sublime Chili Peppers, Chili yeah, Peppers. Nirvana, Foo Fighters for sure. 1975 was one of them, right? Mm, that's a new one. You can't count that. No, they had, that's they had, they had the new rotation. They had a yeah. battery of like the newer bands. What I would say, like KG Elephant, 1975, Neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Neighborhood was a big one. But, but the point being is like here's here's the bottom line, and like radio executives never admit this. And this is where the problem, because they keep hammering home this old model and they keep trying to just reinvent the old model yeah. of radio to apply it to today's world, thinking that the world is going to be the way. a lot of industries like that. That's not just radio. The good old days. The good old days. In a, look, everyone waxes poetic about the good old days. Mm-hmm. But even 
even GM is making electric cars. Yeah. You can, yeah. Every other industry, at least they go, yes, 1970 was great when we had the Camaro and the El Camino and the, the most popular truck. And the, But it's fucking 2020 and we have to move on. Radio, terrestrial radio as a whole, it's not just a K-Rock thing. They, they refuse to understand that not only is it a, a, a bygone era where people were relegated to listening to terrestrial radio, that literally that model, it doesn't apply. Like you, there's no, absolutely no way to reinvent that model and make it something that's appealing to kids. Well, they were making such a big deal in that article specifically about uh, uh, whoever took over making the decision to put, put Post Malone in yeah. the, and I was shocked that they weren't playing Post Malone already. Like that's, that's pretty a, rock and that's roll. That's a smart move. Well, yeah. in general, K-Rock, since you're, you're the, until the second, I mean, that dude is pretty rock. Well, since and the '90s, K Rock's always played white rappers. Eminem was always on heavy rotation on K Rock. He's more than that, though. He's not an Eminem. He's he's no, he's but they weirdly were Eminem. Straddles they put that Eminem uh, in the rotation. I yeah. didn't do that. Oh yeah, they, in Cypress Hill, they were Cypress Hill. They were playing Cypress Hill before Power and before you know uh, Urban Stations, and then. But here's the problem: if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna like. I have the, my ideas on what the problem is with terrestrial radio, and that is they refuse. Look, the New York Times is still the New York Times, yeah. but even the New York Times has understood, like, if we're going to continue to go, it's going to be online. It's going to yeah. be a digital format. Correct. I love to wax poetic about the days when everyone woke up and they had to crack open the New yeah, York Times, man. but that's not reality. Radio guys are still, and gals, are still in this world where it's like, no, all we got to do is freshen up the fucking playlist. Yeah. And it's like, no, you understand. People have access to a catered fucking playlist and they have access to podcasts of personalities that they hand choose. They can listen to fucking podcasts about the exact topic that they give a shit about. They don't have to wait, sit around and wait for a commercial break and then hear maybe, maybe hear a, a, a bit that applies to them and their yeah. interests. The, the term broadcasting came about because you had to. That was like the big thing in radio is you, you, you grow up and you get, you get this idea beaten out of you that if you want to have success in radio, in terrestrial radio, you have to at mm. all costs get away from being geeky about anything, regardless of how much you know mm. about a topic. If I have an MMA fighter on, right. I can't, I cannot talk to this guy or gal about the differences in conditioning between a three-round fight and a five-round fight because 90% of the fucking audience is like, oh, I don't give a shit. And yeah. I can't talk to Slash about audience, yeah. I can't talk to Slash about using different gauge strings with his BC Rich compared to his Les Paul because ninety fucking percent of people don't care. Even though I care a lot, because it's broadcasting, you have to understand that people are tuning in and out, and you have to do whatever you can to cast as wide as net two, as possible. There were two exceptions to that rule, though. To Jonesy and Rodney. Yeah, but the, but even they they were in a weird place. Rodney was always in the middle of the night, and Rodney was K Rock's attempt to narrow cast. They were saying, okay, we're going to take I thought they our- pushed him to midnight. Wasn't he initially on earlier? But even that, he was he was always on at night. There was yeah, never a time. Like Rodney and The Rock and Jonesy were never morning guys. They were never drive home guys. You know what I'm saying? Jonesy's they- jukebox was on during the day when he went over to 103.1. Midday? Yeah, it was on midday. Yeah, yeah. So my point is, is like yeah. when, you're, when you're shooting for getting an audience, drive home and then drive to work. Those are the two. In, in radio, it's like 5 p.m., and the, the couple surrounding hours and about 8 a.m. a couple surrounding hours. That's it. That's all anyone really gives a shit about because the rest the rest of your terrestrial time, it, it, the ratings so dramatically fall, even for the best stations. You, the difference between 1 p.m. and 7.30 a.m. is is 
Colossal. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You and, would blow your mind. And that's because of the commute, right? Because we saw those numbers dip with Spotify over COVID well, is people weren't going on the subway the and ir- they weren't driving but, to work. But yeah. The irony is what they have been saying and the article actually touched on this is that the numbers on terrestrial radio are actually up because people are looking for localized radio to tell them what's going on in the world right now versus Spotify. That is something I noticed like during the riots. So I don't have, I don't have cable. Anymore. I don't either. So yeah. during the riots for, I wanted to know what was going on in Orange County or going on in Santa Ana, you know, because you mm-hmm. kept hearing these rumors about like, oh, South Coast Plaza is about to get looted and all this bullshit. That one thing I did notice was more difficult for me to find. Localized not, not, news. Not being able to have local news. Well, local news is different than a local radio station. Yep. No, but it's not. not because it radio, is. Because you no. have to know when to tune in. If, if it's every True, hour, a little bit. you've got to tune in. You can't just tune I in. I guess I could have tuned into like 12.24. But I'm saying AM radio AM or localized radio, radio is... Still not the same thing because they're not broadcasting 24-7 news. AM radio and, AM, and AM, AM radio. radio is, AM radio yeah. succeeds where music radio fails. AM radio is very specialized. Yes. There's you don't hear AM talk radio who would ever that said, is very broad. Who would ever have said 20 years ago that AM radio probably is going to have a better shelf life now? Probably going to have more legs than FM radio. Well, and also be uh, like Dr. Laura I or any of that I could have like, I could have foreseen it and let me tell you why. Because everyone has always known that FM music-based radio has always been trying to hit that 18-year-old demographic. Mm. They're always it. Yeah. AM radio is like fuck that. We want the 50-year-old guy with some money. We yeah. want the guy. Yeah. We want it's the guy. We, yeah. we want the woman who has three kids and is really concerned about social issues. And if if that's a left-leaning person, they know exactly which AM station Truth. to go to. And if they if they're a right-leaning person, they know exactly which which is the, which is where it succeeds is because AM talk radio has the ability to narrowcast. Yes. Broad, Correct. broad music radio, music-based radio, talk radio on an FM station like the morning guys, the morning shows. Who, who they is- they have to stay very broad, and they can't do that. It, it's not a problem. In fact, it's quite the opposite. As someone who's had the uh, weird experience of working in both places, I worked at AM seven ninety, which is a, big- a legendary kind of conservative talk radio, and I got the talking to a million times by saying, "You can't be so fucking fair-minded." You can't have nuanced conversations. You have to ha- you have to yell at people and hammer home right wing ideals, or else no one's going to listen to you. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, so this is like a podcast. I have to take a pick a lane and fucking go for yeah. it. And and so that that's where the that's where AM, you know, suffers. I mean, excuse me, that's where AM thrives. Where um, FM is always going to and AM is kind of like AM talk radio is exactly like how, like How I Met Your Mother or like CSI, <laughs> where all the people, all the cool kids are like. Who the fuck watches that shit? <laughs> Who the fuck? I have I have Netflix. I'm watching Ozark. Who the fuck is watching Big Bang Theory? The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> well, then you go. Oh, wait a second. Sixteen most, million most people United, are watching yeah. because, and then you go like all of us consider and go like, who the fuck's listening to Sean Hannity? Or Rush when you Limbaugh. Have, when you have yeah. this so many choices on podcasts. Oh, listen. The majority of Americans are. It's this these twenty yeah. million people on the coast that are like have just completely tuned it out and completely cut off their mind to the idea that that even exists. Well, I remember it was such a big deal when uh, Game of Thrones in its last season finally hit like real network numbers on its viewership. Yeah. Got into like the 16 to 20 million viewership. Yeah. And which was bizarre because that show had dominated every single conversation for the last five years. Um, but that was like a big deal. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So in your opinion, if there is one, is there a fix for FM terrestrial radio? No. Mm-hmm. You think it's yeah, just a dying beast for it just- how? How on earth can you? 
because it the the fix for network television is always that there's always 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 going to be a really small percentage of people who are willing to invest in streaming services and cable. We all think it's like, man, they've gotten so much more popular and they have. But it's still only like maybe right. 10% of people watch those sh- watch those services. The overwhelming majority of people are always going to be especially people who are not industry savvy or or cool kids or really giving a shit about what's hip and cool and to they're just be like, dude, I work all day. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to turn on NBC. I'm going to turn on CBS. I have a handful of shows I give a shit about. The rest is all just noise to me. And network TV will always have that. So their model of tele- of commercials and all that shit, even though it's not ideal in comparison to streaming, if you have streaming and you're like, watching commercials, are you, are you yeah. fucking oh, high? Yeah. <laughs> There's still going to always be an audience that's just, that's what they're left with. Right. In radio, everybody, everybody, it doesn't matter if you're like what? How many people in America, what percentage of people in America have a smartphone? 90? 90%. Okay. Yeah. Much different than the streaming services and cable. Radio, where you have to sit and listen to commercial breaks and to. Like people that are not the accessibility to radio has gotten less. And and there's no try before you buy a model of radio. So I think the last, I kind of feel that FM radio kind of has been sort of saved already by Sirius. And just hear me out on this. Because Sirius is, I think it goes down as probably one of the most effective marketing campaigns ever. Yeah. So they did their deals with all the car manufacturers in 2007. Yeah. They were 10-year deals, right? And they were all up recently. And they all got re- re- all renewed up because it has a, I think, I'm making this up now, but it has like a 75% conversion rate, which just doesn't happen. So you get it for nine you get it for months. Three, you get it for, no, three, you get it for oh, whatever. Three months. Three months. Well, it depends on what your dealer. Yeah, but do. now, I mean, I just renewed mine. It's only $5 a month. They've dropped it all the way down. I mean, yeah, when it but, first came out, it was a couple hundred. Now but it's you 60 get, bucks But you a didn't year. go out to Best Buy to buy a serious radio. You just <clears> came, no, it no. came with another investment. The technology changes everything. And, yeah. and not only that, but we just talked about how many people have a smartphone. Whether it's Android or iPhone, the Sirius XM app, Available for free. So even if you don't have Sirius mm-hmm. in your car, you can stream Sirius for the same price that you would get the Sirius service. Yeah, correct. You all, everyone has access to it now. And like Sirius is a much bigger difference. You notice when I say like I bemoan the problems with radio, it's always terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sirius has a different, the subscription model can save you because then you don't have to be beholden to advertising. Yes. Okay. And like when I right. listen to, to Liquid Metal or, or Faction Punk, or 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 whatever it be. Like, uh, sometimes I'll even- Fuel Radio? No, I don't yeah. listen. To, I don't listen to Octane, ever. That's never <laughs> happened, not once. Christian um, Station. Or or even like, uh, like Shave 4-5. You know, like when, the, when it's not the all-out show, during the time it's just music, you're hearing music, and they don't care because the money is already there. They got the subscription money. Mm-hmm. They don't have to pander to, subscri- to the subscribers. So they go- Hey, this fucking new kid's hot. It doesn't matter that he's not established, not establishing. We're going to play it. This new fucking artist is getting some buzz. Let's take a chance. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on terrestrial radio because everyone's always like, well, we got to make sure that Toyota's happy or else we don't get a fucking paycheck. So so you don't, so that's just going to, it's like a, slow death in your opinion. They're just going to have this. I think it'll always be around. I just think that the spreads get smaller. I got to imagine they they the, the two it options won't be are they, they it won't fall. be around oh, in forty years. No, no you can't you can't no, get rid of no, it. No, that's, that's the old you. That's the old person in you. No. wanting it. No, no, it's not. Name it's two me things. one kid. It's two things. Five, it, go, it goes to. Do you think your kids are going to listen? Do you think your kids' kids are going to listen to radio? So if you no let me, if, if you let me, 
answer your question that you keep asking me, I'll, I'll answer it for you. Sure. Two things. It has. It's either going to go to a podcast format. Then like it's we're not talking radio. About. That's it's the question. Still radio. That's the question. No, no, we're no, talking about where you get in your car. I'm not saying, and you do you power, listen to things? And it says ninety-five five on the dial, and they're like KLOS. N- I think those and stations are going to go free, away, but FM radio is going to go to podcast it's, formatting. It's, but that's, or, not radio, that's not a radio signal, though. And that that's also not, that that that's not radio then. That's still like it, I'm saying, K Rock is eventually going to go to some sort of talk radio. As my so is it's going to go to it. So, but I don't think that's what we're. It's the not though because you have to though. download. Like I half the stations are going to be like Jack FM. Jack FM has been pretty successful. There's no DJs. There's nothing. They just play random music all over it. It's pretty cheap to run for the most part. It's I miss, uh, probably going to get stations like that and then you're going to get... Uh, no, radio is radio's not going to be around. If you, not, the AM and station? FM won't exist. Was that? that was the hipster station that David Lynch would do the weather in the morning and Timothy Oliphant Indy. would do the... Indy yeah, that was such a good... That was such no, a good Indy move. 1031 was the best. And nobody listened to it. No, it had a shitty signal. nobody listened to it. Had, nobody listened it did to have it. the shittiest has signal. It has a better signal than K-Rock. Does it really? There was parts of Orange County where you could... It was... Yes, yeah, you probably it probably was before you, you were in the, in the states, but the they had on the morning show David Lynch, the director, would call in and do this really weird weather report. Yeah, like it, you Shocking. can look it up; it's fucking hilarious. Oh, I mean, it, it sounds funny. It was it was no no dude. It was it was Indy one hundred three one, and it was all like the most commercial <laughs> band they played was Radiohead, and that was and that yeah, was they it. Played all new shit, and then and it didn't work. And then they had uh, th- that actor, disaster. Timothy Olenfeld. It was a disaster. Well, yeah. then he lost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And then Brett Bolthouse <laughs> and Danny Masterson had a, had a show. Oh, oh, house. I wrong. went over to, <laughs> they, used to have, they used to have a rock She's show. She's a douchebag cat. They like, used to have a rock so show hosted by Dave feel Navarro. My, feel My Fire or something no, like that. Uh, Camp Freddy. Oh, that was Dave Navarro. Sorry, Dave I was Navarro talking about the had house, a, Danny Masterson. Had a, had a radio show. And it was him. And it was like, um, it was like really, really Credible artist. Camp Freddy, um, I remember that. It was yeah. Dave Navarro was like the head dude, but then uh, uh, oftentimes there'd be um, what's that fella? Uh, God, he he was in Guns N' Roses for a while, and he now he's Duff? really Duff no, no, he's a good producer now. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I could remember that guy. He's a really like credible, like respected guy in rock. Ah, uh, either way, um, so it would be Dave Navarro. A lot of times, like um, uh, Nikki Six would come by. It was just like these these L.A. tatted out yeah. leather pant rocker guys, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, I want to go fucking check that out. So um, make a few phone calls, friends of friends and everything. And they're like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And Navarro's like, come by. come." So I go to see them do this radio show. And I'm hanging out there. And we're all talking. Um, Gilby Clark. Gilby Clark's the guy I was talking about. Oh, he, no, he was in, he was, after Izzy left, he was in Guns N' Roses for gotcha. like a pretty good amount of time. He's a great guitar player, but he's also, he produces like a lot of good, like the Bronx and like really good <sighs> gotcha. bands. Anyway, so he, they're all in there and like, uh, um, Matt Sorum's there, and I'm like, "This is fucking sweet." You know, my <laughs> like the the meathead bro Chad blood in me is like going crazy. Chad you know? blood. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sitting there. We're just, we're just talking like industry shit, and then they're like, the producer comes in. He's like, uh, 10 seconds, guys." So we go, and they're like, oh, "Okay, thanks, man." And they all look at each other, and without saying a word, fucking pull off the shirts. No, <laughs> everyone, is, and I'm in the studio like, uh, no. Well, that's not happening for me, but like, and I'm Dave like, with his fucking weird like hoop nipples, nipple and, rings, and yeah, oh, and they all they douche. all pulled off their shirts, he's and then they did douche. the radio show, and I was like, whoa, Dave Navarro, he's a douche, has had a really sh- really nice guy though, really like a sincerely Ellis, nice. Guy. Ellis hates him. Why? Remember Ellis on the show yeah. was like Ellis is not like Navarro he didn't want to have him on. Yeah, yeah, 
Navarro's for sure had his shirt off more than on, yeah. like in that's his entire his life. Right? Yeah, but if I was Dave Navarro, that's exactly yeah, what I would do. He's five foot one, he needs to take his shirt off. Like what? <laughs> I mean, he's also down. an amazing guitar <laughs> yeah. player. He also, you know, he's he's. Yeah. If anyone can take their shirt off in public for any fucking reason at all. So it's you were him. just you were just the shirted guy. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> and mean, he was like, probably more shredded than me. Oh yeah, that was probably yeah. that wasn't open for debate either. I was like, listen, <laughs> gonna, if I have to leave, I'm leaving. I'm doing like, you guys a favor yeah. right now. Um, but it, look, I, I'm with Seb. If I'm Iggy Pop, <laughs> and I and I can yeah, wear my shirt and wear no shirt in public at eighty, yeah, you better believe Iggy's I'm fucking wearing no shirt. You know? Iggy's way different because Iggy was never like. Uh, it, I don't think he is that different. He's skinny. Dave Navarro skinny. He's Dave Navarro Dave still Navarro in great fucking No, Dave Navarro. Buff, I literally saw him like four months ago. That's because he's a he's, tiny dude, but he's he's no. Pretty... Dave Navarro four months ago looks like David Nav Dave Navarro twenty years ago. Like this is this is my thing. Iggy pops with more I'm, punk rock. If I'm it's Brett just, Michaels different. and I put in the work, okay, Brett Michaels, say what you want. You can talk shit on Poison all you want and everything. They're the guy's he's never phoned it in. Not one show. Brett Michaels no, is out right. there and he still looks great. He works out like a madman. He looks great. I'm fucking taking my shirt off, dude. With his with his, uh, with his wig on and a bandana. And and his bandana. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to our <laughs> earlier conversation, Iggy Pop, Keith Richards, both have done tons and tons of drugs and probably. I know. I think Iggy's I think, sober now. Though. I think Keith still does, and yeah, he still looks Iggy, fucking Iggy's epic. He's sober, he's been, he's he's been sober been for a while. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and he's just yeah. He's a modern marvel. There, there's listen. There's a, a litany of examples that just prove that when it comes to like, uh, there's all these like longevity clinics now, and everybody's taking the NAD and doing their injections that suck my balls. If you have it, it everyone knows Genetics, that like cardiac yeah. surgeon who runs triathlons, who drops dead at 50 from fucking, you know. Yeah. And then uh, my grandfather who existed on tequila and bacon <laughs> for 95 years <laughs> and he died out of some freak fucking blood clot. He would have gone on to 105. Same with my other grandmother. And it's all, it's all just like you get, genetic, yeah. you get a fucking, you get a you get a deal of cards at the beginning yep. and that's it. Like uh, we need. I mean, to, granted, it helps. The the sure. other things help, but it doesn't guarantee anything. Exercise, diet, it yeah. helps, but you got a margin, and some people's margins <laughs> really fucking little. Okay, you just have a genetic margin. So you're gonna be like 200 first man. I well, I I mean, honestly, if I'm looking at just genetics, I'm going to live a very long time. Yes. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Uh, we got Kanye news. He's yeah. he's back, and just when you thought that that Kanye couldn't. You know he he he's 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 still backs Trump, but he he did some nice things. He, he donated what two million dollars to million. BLM, uh, set up some college some college degrees. Marched, was, I guess he he was in Chicago marching, uh, but he just did an interview with Pharrell. <laughs> that's not some that's not a quote you want. In a way, Pharrell's very similar to Michael Jackson. So he sat down with Pharrell and he started talking about Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If Kanye Sorry. was at all funny, he would have said, "You know, you're really similar to Michael Jackson. Well, that's Not in the way you think. I mean, because you fuck children." So the so the quote was, in a way, Pharrell's very similar to Michael Jackson in the ways where Michael Jackson was doing covert, super gangster stuff, like he just popped the needles off, like pedophilia. He kissed he kissed Elvis Presley's daughter on MTV. Black culture used to be we used to be fronting all night, but Michael was doing stuff that was different to what we were programmed yeah, to understand. He became white and did it all. Yeah. It's like, not where, the same. Where, how do you even? So I read the entire article because I thought there was context. <laughs> like maybe it's taken out of context, and that's he wanted that's to be a white woman. He just, he just, honestly, I see where no, he's he coming from. He wanted to be from. Diana Ross. I see where he's coming from. No, he didn't. He wanted <clears throat> to literally be Celine Dion. No, he was obsessed with Diana Ross first. 
that's what he wanted to look like. I see where where Kanye was going. I see. I do. I hear his point. But he he just made the wrong reference. He should have said little. <laughs> he should have said little Richard or James yeah. Brown. Where like little Richard people James Brown, people always like, people always look at like like they go to you know like uh, revolutionaries and real rebels and they look at uh, you know uh, Muhammad Ali or yeah. justifiably no, uh, Malcolm it. X or something. People neglect to remember, and I I I have this insane luxury what a gift I have is that I'm I'm very close personal friends with Little Richard's drummer oh wow Charles Connor he was, he was the they, they say he's the godfather of the backbeat he, he invented that oh, kind right. of rock and roll sound and uh, he's really old, old man um, but he uh, I, I he was um, the kind of not the security guard but he was kind of like the office manager at K-Rock for for 20 years and, and during my entire time I was there and I, I got very close with Charles um, like Go out to dinner close. Like we I I hang out with Charles. And uh he would tell me some shit that you you go, what? Like, like, for instance, like you know how little Richard did the androgyny thing. Mm -hmm. He did that. That all started because they would be playing shows in Macon, Georgia. And he's like, it didn't matter how good we were. It was a matter of time. Would it be two songs? Would it be five songs? The clan or even just a group of dudes was gonna come in and they were gonna chase us off stage. They were gonna run us out of town. And if we got caught, we were gonna get fucking lynched. Like they were talking 1940 something, 19 early 50s in, in the South, a bunch of black yeah, people. And instead of little Richard goes, okay. And so they'd be talking to him for record execs and everything, they'd be like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of cater to this. Maybe wear a suit. Maybe um, get straight hair. And little Richard goes, oh, okay, I hear what you're talking about. Takes the bandy back. He's like, I'm going to dress like a chick. And I'm going to talk exclusively about fucking white women. So he was just like, huh. he had the biggest balls. And he's like, what can I do to make it even worse? And yeah. he started the androgyny thing. He did the whole like. Because uh, I would imagine those guys, like you know, at that, at that time period, didn't want to go near him once he was like that. No, that no. That probably freaked him out a little bit. It did, but it also made, it put a probably bullseye. Probably made him more angry. It put a fucking yeah. bullseye on the guy. Like, 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 he honestly, like Charles would tell me that he, his whole thinking was, okay, you're telling me that what I'm doing, my artwork is upsetting people. What can I do to make them even more angry? Call and me he's double like, down. I'm going to go femme. And the <laughs> whole time, and the whole time he's like, you have no idea how many white chicks he was fucking at the oh, same yeah. time. Like, he, it, it, it's, oh yeah, and Michael Jackson took that information, but he just went a little just, bit to, uh, to, yeah, to the he, left. He decided to pass up on think, the white I, girls. I, I right, think Michael maybe. Jackson, and I'm not making excuses for any of his behavior that might have been, you know, in like that department of pedophilia. Because I certainly that's there's nothing to even joke about there. But I do think that he's just we we're see, we saw with our own eyes. We watched it pan out. We watched it happen. That's what trauma does to someone. Right. That's what intense childhood trauma does to a human being. So we yeah. had a, we had an argument well, a couple weeks ago because I think there's only two people that you can you can put up against each other. Who is more influential? Or how, is that how we framed it? What Michael that? Jackson or Prince? Oh, oh, okay. Influential? Yeah. Well, because, well who it's is a hard like one. That because put, you're talking about two guys that are both completely different than everybody else in their genre that created that trailblazed the style style of music within their genre. We're both very, mm. very feminine. We're both very androgynous. Obviously, Prince was fucking. Michael a ton of Jackson. Chicks. Michael Jackson was great. Michael Jackson was a great performer. Michael Jackson can go in the same category as Elvis Presley. He is a he is an American. He's a an American king of pop he's beyond pop, yeah. beyond a musician. Michael Jackson is not fit to sniff Prince's balls when it comes to an artist. So we came to that. We came you to see, that conclusion, oh. or we kind of did. 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I think, I think Prince is way gnarlier. There, I, Prince is, and I think people, who had a larger impact. I'm sorry, Mike, but that wasn't the question, though. You kind of rephrased it a little differently. It was who had the greatest impact on culture, and Michael no, Jackson. No, no, we Michael said who was the most important to the genre. Michael Jackson, because listen, no, we didn't. It was about who impact on culture. That. Michael Jackson sold more <laughs> records. Michael Jackson was literally every person in the world knew Michael Jackson. Yep. So if we're going to talk purely pop culture, especially Michael Jackson, definitely had a bigger impact. But in 50 years, yeah. in 150 who just, years, who was the best? As of said. right now, people who play a guitar for a living, people who play a piano yeah. for a living, people who sing for a living, everyone, it doesn't matter what genre you're in, you go, well, that guy's, well, obviously, that guy's amazing. Prince's Prince, 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 Prince's music has aged a lot better than Michael Jackson's and for listen, a lot of reasons. This Whoa. is something that Prince did that only like, like five people in the history of modern music have done. Maybe Bob Dylan. Maybe, uh, you know, I can name a couple people where you could go, okay, you're right. Prince absolutely said, fuck genre. Queen. Where he said, but, where he said, but even Queen, they did, they did yeah, kind of poppy music and they did rock music. Prince, R&B, sm smash hits better than anybody. Rock and roll, like, smash did, like, hits. Did like, did like, yeah, And then people are like, who can he do a love song? He writes love songs better than anyone. Yeah. He writes fucking ballads better than anyone. He had some weird, <clears throat> if you listen to the Diamonds and Pearls, uh, the album with Diamonds and Pearls on it, he had some weird like folk bluegrass songs on there. He's a, he's ridiculous. And if you've ever seen him live, oh, yeah. this he is writes something all, Mike, he writes, all, he writes all that shit. If you've ever seen him live, I've never, one time I saw Rafael Sadiq and I, I had no desire to, I just, he was playing like a corporate party that I was at. And I was like, whoa, I yeah, had no idea. Good. But but Prince, I saw Prince. I don't know though. But I've heard show, Michael Jackson's uh, '90s Michael Jackson's live stuff was crazy. I, well, I bet you he's a great performer. I never saw him. He's live. a great performer. But what he can't do that Prince can is I saw Prince start the show on his piano and sing a soft song, jump up and down, dance on that piano, run over, get a guitar, shred, fucking finger tapping and shit, pick up a bass. And he was like, fucking playing horns and shit. And then he ended the show. He drummed. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, this guy's but, amazing. But can he lean at 45 degrees? No, very true. And it's, he cannot This is my off. thing. And I don't think, I, Prince as a musician, hands down, is probably the best musician in the world ever. I think best, I don't know about that. It's hard to say the best. I'm it's, sure the but best it's not somewhere. out of the world. It's not an out of the world. It's not an out of the world. No, it's not. Yeah. Right. Definitely guitar. Hold, hold on. But here's the difference. And I do not say that. I also believe you that you and Kanye I only I, I for, also believe that you are right you're always judged by the last thing you do, and that's why it's hard to talk about Michael Jackson because you can't really ignore the fact um, he you, you really can't you can't you really can't there there isn't a way of ignoring it right but but when people think of Prince, it's more about who's the the problem is they're actually very very similar because when you when you ask Joe Blogs on the street. You say, what does Prince do? I don't think the first thing people think of is guitarist. I think performer. With Michael Jackson, I think more and more people have discovered. I think when, I we, were, don't when we were growing it's up as in big the 90s, as like, like, I don't think a lot of people really understood what Prince was yet. Yep. Uh, partly because of there was no internet, partly because all you saw was the way he, he presented himself to the media and on the cover of his albums. And he was very, very, very. Uh, but it, but I, I think I also guess, think that Prince being probably the best guitarist ever is kind of like the world's best kept secret. Well, here's another thing too, and I told you yeah. guys. The, 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 here's the here's the and it has, tell you how you settle this in like '95, Guitar World or whatever guitar magazine it was, uh, did this special issue with Eric Clapton, and he didn't want to be involved, 
And the opening question to the interview was a cover story. The opening question of the interview was, so, Mr. Clapton, how does it feel to be the world's best guitarist? And he goes, I don't know, you'd have to ask Prince. And he ended the interview and walked out. Like, that's a pretty big accomplishment. No, in general, yeah. you got to say, like, I, I told you I don't guys know what my that point they, was. they had the Prince station that they just added to SiriusXM. And I think the way you can make this argument between him and MJ a little bit harder, more to your Clapton point here, is when you ask artists now who was an influence on them, you're going to get way more people that said Prince. No, no. not Versus at all. Michael Jackson. Not at no. all. Because Purple, Purple Rain, as much as it's a great song, it is nowhere near, not even in the same fucking bar chart as Beat It or Thriller. It's just not. Yeah, that wasn't his biggest song, though. What's his, what's his biggest song? Probably Kiss. Still, not as big as Beat It or Thriller. Not no, far but, off. But, but wait, listen. But we got to... Dis- we got to... I'm talking cut, about musicianship because you're like, talking about pop versus. We, you got to look at you got to look at performers versus artists. Yeah, exactly. And listen, when it comes but, to American culture, Prince is never gonna be as big as Michael Jackson. Like he's just not. Well, you're I right. mean, Purple Rain's is big people as, people will yeah. in in 200 years they're gonna have documentaries about Michael Jackson and Thriller when that shit came out and the Pepsi commercial when he burned his hair and he was. I don't know he if there's gonna be more documentaries. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be taking that I bet right now. I think kind of uh, that funny Neverland was. Uh, they, they, yeah. They okay. Listen. The, the let's 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 honestly let's take Michael. No one wants I know to canonize them at this yeah. point. So let's take Michael Jackson's private life out of it. Okay. I know it's, it's hard, hard to, do. to though. How do you? But do here's it? a here's the thing. You gotta understand. And and I think a lot of people have a hard time admitting this, especially pre pedophilia. Before it was bad. Michael Jackson <laughs> really really didn't make very much good music after like 1986. No, he didn't. No, the minute Dangerous was like Dangerous like black was like and his white last. and shit. If you go back and oh, listen not, to it now, you're it's like not good. Indeed, and it's, it's just not like good. He the got- only one was good was the that he had later in his career was the one where with Earth Magic song. with Ma- no with Magic Johnson in the video. No, that was a good song. Do you remember? Do you remember? Time? That's a good song. That no, you saying that because listen, if <laughs> Jodeci came out with that exact same song in the same year, you'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? This <laughs> the is video's a- Terrible. Do you remember the time when <laughs> we fell in the? It's like it's just. It's, oh no, the one really, with Janet Jackson was a good song. Scream, Scream, Scream is a great world's song. best, most expensive video song. of the time. It, oh my listen, god, you are saying a lot of things. I think you were, you mean it, but you're saying a lot of things because of your idea of Michael Jackson. No, really if you go back and you listen to like Pyt, and you're like. Whoa, this well, guy's amazing. Nothing touches. And then once you hear his shit in like the 90s, you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, nothing they clearly phoned his, that shit in. Nothing you know? touches off the wall beat, uh, thriller and then what was the one he did? And bad. Those are, those are like his Michael Jackson albums. is the greatest performer, whether we like it or not, hands down. Even when he was shitty, he was a, still a great performer. Yeah. If you watch that documentary, was it uh, This Is It? Or this yeah. Is It? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That like, was impressive. It was amazing he was, because he was, he was like to, this. He was, he was like, all fucked up like, on fentanyl. Okay. And- <laughs> And then somehow he would get on stage with the earpiece on and then he was like, boom, yeah. listen, you got to hit your marks, motherfucker. And, then, yeah. and you're like, whoa, the guy's just an amazing performer. It was that, but that documentary was nuts. It's like, it's like this. You could look at, um, look at a band like uh, Journey, right? Who's going to have a bigger impact in, in, let's say now, it's been 40 years. Black Sabbath or Journey? Journey, so, Journey, sold, no Journey, Journey sold a million Black more Sabbath, records. Uh, 
70 million more records, right? Than, sure, than, he's than right, Black Sabbath. Journey is known by every single person in America. It doesn't matter if it's your grandpa. Or your, they everyone they knows know like who, They know who Ozzy Osbourne is too. Yeah, but nobody can, nobody you, on the street can name yeah. three Black Sabbath nobody, albums. Nobody. I, I'm the only one who can name you fucking three Black Sabbath albums. You Albums made songs. Is but my point is like 99% of the people in the, in the country, you walk out on the street, you play them five handfuls of Black Sabbath songs. I'll bet you like one percent of people know Paranoid and and uh, Iron Man. You really not the same. Iron Man not, was huge. No, no it wasn't. No, it really, not, really wasn't. Intro? It really, really wasn't. Not, they, not listen, Journey. People be like, I think I've heard this before. I think I've heard this before. Yeah. Okay. No. You go. This is Black Sabbath. They go. <laughs> the reason you're thinking this though is because Ozzy's solo career. Like yeah, for sure. It's and, all part and of the same. The thing. But Black Sabbath was not nearly. As but, but my point time. being, if you're going to create music in any genre, any genre, I, jazz musicians and shit, they'll be like, oh, yeah, the fucking the 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 backbeats and the fucking um, rhythm section, Black Sabbath fucking first four albums. Amazing. Doesn't matter if you're an artist. Everyone is influenced by Black Sabbath. Well, it's like everyone the way, it's knows like, but Journey. Nobody, it's, it's like what we always say about Tom Cruise. Like, no, there's no actors coming up now that try to be Tom Cruise because I can't. The world no, doesn't work no, that way. But the world being, doesn't work that way. Just being like that kind of an films. actor isn't 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 in vogue. It's the same way with like nobody. There's no one that's trying to be Journey anymore. No, yeah, but no kind, one, kind of. But there yeah, is but, an error to that though. The error is that no one's trying to be Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is also the p producer and the production company. It's it's of course no, but it's nobody's Tom Cruise. trying to be. Nobody's yeah, but really Tom trying Cruise to be, is making movies for Tom Cruise. People want to be artists now. They no studio is trying to green light. A, a, Greenlight a film traditionally thinking they're going to talk to Tom Cruise to be just Tom Cruise. Doesn't work like that. No, if you're Tom look, Cruise, right. you can't compare, you you can't compare Hollywood. You can't compare the two mediums because he, the way the way you the compare, films, you compare Tom Cruise to where he was eight years ago versus versus before his kind of or whenever the post Oprah Oprah couch so that was longer than eight years ago. But when he had his falling out with Paramount and it was kind of looking like he wasn't he was he was going to disappear a little bit. And uh, he made he made eyes wide shut. Nobody really liked it. And then he then he came back. With Mission, then he brought Mission Impossible back. And then was, people were like, okay, he's kind of interesting again. What do you mean he's kind of interesting again? I mean, it's oh, like no, dude, he definitely had over dude, fucking Tom over Cruise. Dude, oh, the baby. And, and, then, and then the fucking whatchamacallit brought him back too. The uh, where he played the Len Wise. Where he plays Magnolia? Weinstein basically. Harvey yeah. Weinstein. Oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, Tropic Thunder. In Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, and everyone can. The movie no one will ever watch again. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny too though. <laughs> so good. It's so, it's so. Yeah, how, how comes Robert Downey Jr. just doesn't get hate for that now? But like Jimmy Fallon once a long time ago, 20 years ago, did one skit. But everyone's like, you know. But I. Dude, Robert Downey Jr. played a black man for a whole movie. No, That's no, no, no. But, but, the, but the joke in the movie that was that he yeah. was trying to play a black man in the movie. And it was so inappropriate. It was but so inappropriate. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't it doesn't change the fact. Yeah. Doesn't change the fact. You'll never see that movie on cable again. Again, no again. way. But here's, I think Robbie Downer Jr. probably asked to be have that pulled from any type of stupid too. It's so fucking stupid. It's, it's so a, stupid. And here's really here's, a, here's, a, here's and a, then he goes to make Doctor Doolittle. Also, also like which no one saw. Cinema until Gone with the Wind three days ago. Cinema is different in a way that kind of collectively that, even that's the, crazy. The even the got it's the stupidest shit ever. Did they? Even the wildest social justice warrior. Even the most fucking dumb fuck who's sitting there on Twitter looking for things to get mad at kind of understands that film is representative of its time and era. For instance, totally during the women's march, you know, during the everyone was looking at like sitcoms and shit, 
like a like a well, look at how fucking uh, chauvinistic this is. Look at how uh, you know uh, macho bullshit. No one thought of like I watched American Pie the other day. Oh yeah, and I went. Oh, I didn't watch my that. I watched that the other day too. God. I watched that the other day too. Holy <laughs> shit! The main character yeah. secretly films a chick and fucks her, and everyone's like, "Yeah, a boy." Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Oh. That's fantastic. There's a. I mean, I, I didn't even watch Back to the that. Future the other day, and the scene where fucking George is spying on Leah Thompson. Yeah. Getting and it's like you know what I also that's it, like a movie that was like, and then they like got married. Movie. You, and I, you, yeah. and are, you and I are guilty of it, but we're just admitting that we're guilty of it too. Is that I've gotten and I and I'm I'm sad to say it, but I've gotten to the point where I'm so much more attuned to like oh that's bad that's wrong. Just hasn't aged well. Yeah. And I haven't uh, until the other night. I just did it the other night. I was, for the for once I was like sitting there going, you know what. This movie does not get enough credit for being a really, really positive message for fit for women. And that is fucking Silence of the Lambs. Everyone That's talks about point. what a great, great film Silence of the Lambs is, and it is. It's it's exceptional. It, it holds up well. It really aged well. It's great acting, great directing. Jonathan Demi did a great job. You love Buffalo but, Bill. But no, I told you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, do you know how fuck you are? My mom's a stutter. It puts the lotion in the- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. What a sicko. I'd trust me. Oh. So, anyway, I'm watching this. And, and throughout the movie, um, you could clearly see, I could clearly see, at least at this point in my life. And I think a lot of it had to do with, like, having a daughter and hearing so much shit about what Hollywood does wrong when it comes to female characters mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, my God. Throughout the movie, there's teeny little bits where it shows that not only is Clarice Starling incredibly courageous, incredibly smart, incredibly fucking bankable and trustworthy, she's but G. she's having to <laughs> deal with all, at every corner, guys are like, it'll be okay, sweetie, go yeah. ahead. I'll, don't worry, I'll be watching you. You'll be safe because mm-hmm. I can take care of you. And she's in the elevator and they're just talking about her around her. And she's standing there and like listening to them talk about Dude. whether or not she's capable enough. I'm like, this is such a fucking positive feminist Totally. Boy, and no one ever talks about Silence of the Lambs. Like, like she, at the end of the movie, is the most important character. She's the most courageous. When she goes and she identifies that this is actually, when she goes to the wrong house, yeah. and she identifies this is actually the home of the killer, and he shuts the lights off, anyone in their right mind would have been like, I'm out the fuck. She pulls out her she gun, business, and you can see yeah. her in the fucking, she's in the, yeah, the, like, the night vision. this chick is the ballsiest, most courageous person ever. And, I, and, and like, all we do is sit around and go like, well, the new Ghostbusters, it, it didn't get people going to the theaters because it's all women and guys are intimidated by fit. It's like, shut the fuck up! No. Why can't we just identify when shit is right? Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the byproduct of where we're at. I mean, ironically, we started the podcast, this podcast between the three of us, I think like a week and a half after the Me Too stuff started, yeah. like Weinstein stuff started. And then now we're in the midst of, uh, you know, the, the BLM, the BLM movements. Um, <coughs> but... Um, the cancel culture is what's come out of this is, is yeah. a, is a sad byproduct of yeah. this to where it's just more important for people to tell you what not to do or what not to like than yeah. to point out what well, is. Well, more so than that, it's even, it's worse than that. It's yeah. They're actively looking. Yes. There's, I mean, uh, trust me, racist, racists need to go away yeah. to an extent, but there's, there's certain people. No. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like you just think they should be racist in their homes? 20% or? of racists. But I, I think that's, a, I think some of them are very the way, fine people. I don't agree. <laughs> and I don't think that that's ever even reasonable. And that uh, people need to shut up with this idea of like, we need to erase racism. That's part of the human 
Yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. It's part of our. It, it's I, never going to go away. As a, no, as a, it's never going right. to go away, but it, doesn't, right. mean like that, no, no, it no. doesn't mean that it's an okay thing. Systemically, we got to work to Violence make it so it's away. absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely. Jason's right. It's an anathema. We have to obviously do everything we can. And especially, it can't be in any part of our daily social activity. Absolutely. But this whole notion, it's like, we're going to race the earth of fucking discrimination. It's like, newsflash gay people, black people, women, Jews, like. There's always going to be people who don't like you. That's all for the rest. Till the fucking nuclear holocaust comes and takes us all out. As long as humans are walking the earth, there's going to be people who discriminate. That's part of us as mammals. The great part about being the king of the, the top of the food chain is that we have this amazing brain and we can evolve past our natural instinctive fucking feelings. Mm -hmm. That's why we've gotten to the point where we don't murder a lot and we don't rape because we know, oh shit, that's pretty bad. But... Part of being a fucking primate is that you I see someone who's different than you, you see someone who you don't know and is not part of your tribe, and you go, I don't like it. Stay the fuck away from me. And we just that we just gotta accept that. There's yeah. always gonna be those people. That and I I mean, you're seeing a rise in hate groups and a lot of hate speech because of what's going on right yeah. now. And because it's really hard to say this, but there is a point where we need to, yes, we need to call these people out. They need to be corrected, but tearing people down and like calling these racists out online, getting them fired from their jobs, getting all this, getting their lives ruined. To me, I, I understand people are angry right now, but I don't know if that doesn't fix the problem to me. Absolutely, doesn't. those people are going to be twice as mad. You and I'm not saying you don't call them out. They're, I just don't know what but the answer is, is. You just need to. It, it needs to be. It's going to change the way people project their feelings. I think Mike's right that you're not going to be able to get away with it, but. <laughs> If you're just racist at your home, that's not right. But that's a lot better than being a white cop and pulling over a black person just because they're black. Right. No, like I said, it's totally we're going to live with it to a certain degree. In our daily, everyday activity, especially on a, on, a, on a government fundamental level, our daily, everyday behavior can't have any type of social strata based on the idea of discrimination, xenophobia, homophobia. Mm -hmm. and we have to work to get to the point where the, the system of America can't allow for racism. I, I totally yeah. agree, and we should all push towards that. But that let's not get go cuckoo and go off the planet Earth and not be reasonable and say, well, we're just going to have an entire country of people who aren't racist. What? Well, we're going to, you know, like that's not going to happen. It's systematically, not socially. I mean, it obviously is a social sociology problem, but it's systematically S that we're trying to change. Yes. Systematically or systematically? Systematically. Systemically, we're trying to change it, yeah. Cool. That word. In the system. We're trying to change it's the system. It's the system that, that it all needs to change, but it's. it's there, yeah, I mean, I, it's been 16 days and there's been some pretty. Uh, I mean, amazing. NASCAR getting rid of the Confederate flag. Which is I a mean, great that's, move. That's pretty crazy. This I mean, is what. I, this is what. I, there's a big clear difference between where, where I think. First off, there's never really been shit like this where there's no ambiguity. There's no controversy. There's no. There's nothing yeah. vague about this. Where Correct. with Rodney King, don't get me wrong. I watched it. I was like, "Holy oh, jeez, they're beating the shit out of that guy. They're gonna kill him." But everyone was always like, "He was high on PCP. He wouldn't lie down. He wouldn't get up." No. There was always that voice. There was always a shred. No one, nobody, George unless you're Floyd. a sociopath, watch George. Watch George, George, yeah. George Floyd get choked to death by a knee yeah. in handcuffs. Nobody watched that and goes, "Oh." Uh, 
Well, that's okay because there is no ambiguity to this. And I think that there's- I heard some, uh, yeah. some people try to make some excuses when his autopsy reports come out, came yeah. out with the toxicology. On, so he had drugs in his system drugs or something. In system, but it's like- Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. He, didn't, he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't fighting He wasn't Jack. doing anything. If that cop didn't touch him, he Here's another alive. thing. Yeah. I, I'm really tired of people who have never been in a fight and have never trained ever saying, you got to do what you got to do to subdue someone. Because I know, and I'm not fucking Hicks and Gracie, but I know enough to know- that if you put your top pressure that high up, it's actually really bad. Yeah. If you really wanted right to control up. a human being, you would go towards like the thoracic area. That's where like the, the middle of the chest, right below the nipples, is the prime area you'd want to put downward force to, 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 to stop somebody. Up by the neck is actually really terrible because, yeah. you know, it gives, uh, anyway. You cut blood flow off. You can, you can, there's a ton of things that could happen to him. You could kill someone. You, well, that's you what I mean. There's a bunch of different ways to kill him. But, but here's the thing. It was, it was one of the grossest, most tragic things I've ever seen. But I really do think that there's a lot of room here for it to be one of the greatest things to happen to this country. Because never before has there been such a severe focus mm -hmm. on the idea yeah. of racism and, 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 and the differences between the way people are treated. What I really hope doesn't happen is that the same fucking mindless shitheads that are boring and dumb who make a big deal about Jimmy Fallon's bit with Chris Rock in it 20 years ago that yeah. NBC and everyone signed off on and black people probably watch him and like, yeah, okay, that's pretty fucking funny, that they're going to make this into an issue that gets extinguished because of their fucking boy cry wolf bullshit. Right. That everyone needs to be really talking about the reality of what this country's problem with racism is and we can all work together to fucking... Solve this problem. A big you know? problem of this, though, is just how culturally, just frankly, behind America is on almost every single issue there is. I mean, there is no, there isn't a world where a f soccer team had a Confederate flag type flag involved in its culture. It would, would have been removed. Yeah, there's no years Nazi ago. flags. There's in no. German yeah, there's event. no anything that sort of symbolizes. Any level of hate, loser even of if it war. was a long fucking time ago, that doesn't really exist in any other kind of first world sovereign nation other than other than here. Like, here's the problem, though. You're you're right. You're definitely right. But there's a reason for that, and it's not just racists that want to say it's all about culture. Is that at, in in one arena where I think the majority of America, I really do, I think at its core, America, the people of America, want to work towards justice. And, and equality. Right. But Americans at our core, whether we like to admit it or not, value freedom of speech and freedom of expression so much more than everyone else on the planet. To even to the point right. that you say, like, the Germans, after World War II, yeah. the Germans said, you don't even fucking say the word Nazi. In yeah, th th Whereas that's... Americans are like, I may be a racist. I may wear a pointy hat. I may want to fucking burn crosses. The, it's my fucking right. Yeah, but yeah. That, believe. that's what pisses me off, though. And that's what, I'm quite frankly... Americans are fucking retarded, and you can't even say that anymore. But I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But this is what you're an American. Way to drive, your, way to drive your uh, your point home. <laughs> My point is, is that that going back to the Constitution, every American thinks that the Constitution and their rights is unique to America. There's 112 sovereign nations that have their own constitution. It's, it does not make America unique just because number one is freedom of speech, number two is you get to carry guns. It's because this country, quite frankly, just isn't that fucking old. 
I mean, it's what three, four hundred yes, years yeah. old that you, that you hold on to it that. so it's much. Like, uh, as long as but like three fifty, yeah. you know, you know, I love it how people think that America is the only country that has a constitution. Do, do you know how? Absolutely ridiculous. No, 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 no. That I, I don't think. I'm not I saying don't think you. People think that. Well, maybe, maybe people. But we have people. freedom of speech but, in England. And everywhere. But has you don't, it. though. You do. You do. So does Canada. You have freedom of speech in a sense. No, we have but it in a constitution. Con- but there's ways you can get fucking charged with something. There, it's actionable Hate in the crimes, UK yeah. for saying things. It's and actionable here too. Yeah, you, freedom of speech doesn't that's, doesn't qualify if it's a threat to someone else's life. You can't say you you're going to kill the president. You can't. Yeah, say, yeah. I understand you can't that. Trust but me. I'm saying, trust me. You can't as, say that you can kill anyone. In my experience, <laughs> if you can, if you can, if you can express, if you can express hatred, or for instance, in Canada, it's it is actionable for certain hate speech. Yeah, and in America, like. Even in the UK and uh, uh, Australia and, and Germany, Canada, where places France. places that have definite uh, a, a rough belief of freedom of speech, there's still always the fallback that you can be. It's actionable to say certain things, and in this country, it isn't. And there's a lot yeah. of people who believe it should be. I understand. I understand the desire to see Klansmen or neo Nazis, and it, it, it's not. You don't have to go to the south. There was a neo Nazi rally in Orange County like two years ago. You yeah, know, in Anaheim. In Anaheim. And 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 I got a bunch of people calling me on the radio and they're like, man, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to fucking cut those dudes. I was like, you can't, dude. You can't. And here's why. Because it's, it's a whole house of cards that falls when you do that. Because if we're going to have 250 years of people dying for the idea of freedom and tolerance, they're dying for your freedom and your tolerance of your message and your way of life. You can't then not give that same way of like freedom, and even if what they say Those is reprehensible, dudes did get knocked the fuck out. They though. did a couple guys, <laughs> and a couple guys cut them. But my point being is like. It's terrible and it's disgusting. And, I, and those vi- those visuals I saw, I saw a documentary when I was a little kid, like when I was like 1988, 89. And I'll never forget that, man. I saw these visuals of a Klan rally in, um, it was a, a protest, a procession in Atlanta. And a bunch of the cops, because Atlanta, a bunch of the cops were black. And they're standing there oh, guarding I know what you're gonna the say. Klansmen. And I go, oh my God, that must be. And they're saying, N-word lover, you motherfucking. And I'm like, wow. And they were interviewing these cops and they're like, can't pick and choose. Yeah. This is it's a free yeah. country, right. yeah. and 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 like so that's, that's where, where I, that I, photo of the little kid wearing what, the clan outfit, trying to touch the but cops that's the other shield thing. was right. I think that's, but that's pretty the other iconic. Thing photo. Is that we always default back to where we're a free country. Every other country in the first world world that's a sovereign nation is also free. There's just some parameters and rules in place. And you know what? How important is freedom of speech? If you just put a caveat under it that just says. Except for racism. No, I, no. Listen, I, listen, I listen, 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 listen. But, it, I, but it's not. Level, but it's not. It's not free the way that it was intended and it used to be. Just like we have the internet. We have the internet now, and we have video cameras. And yeah. every single one of these dudes who's out there kneeling on a neck, like the guy at the at the one of the rallies, saying the in, you say the n word on camera right now, you're getting fired the next day. Oh, Your life is Twitter ruined. Good. You're because getting you roasted. should just know you're that you saying, can't do that. I'm saying that it's it's it working itself. Be a law. It be, you're never well, gonna change the first or second amendment in this country. It's just not gonna and, happen. And, and that's what's ridiculous about this country is if there's anything you can change, it should be a fu- something that has the word amendment in it. <clears throat> I'm not saying that you're wrong, but it's never it's gonna change. Sli- and it's slippery slope. And it's weeding itself out. But that's as that a listen, very you understand slope. that no other country holds their value right, around but, a piece of paper. Wait a second. You're totally right. And on a basic human level level, I go, you're totally right. And I agree. Like, 
I would love to live in a world, in a country, sorry. I'd love to live in a country where it's illegal to call a black person the N-word. I would, I would on a basic human level. But at the same time, I actually do value the idea that someone is free to do that. And, yeah. I, and I, I honestly, I because it's much easier to continue in the direction of a true liberation if you make it across the board. Because I know it's a it's a it's a hackneyed idea, the idea of like a slippery slope. But censorship is a really, really, really dangerous place to go because yeah. once you start making exceptions for Kike, N-word, you know, F word, right. then it's like you can start dictating what people say, and that's but, a bad, you know, but it's not working. It's not. That's the problem with all of this, is that we go back to the constitution and you talk like it actually solves the problem. You've got to understand that, like, no other, again, pick a sovereign country, has this these types of issues still, has nowhere well, near the kind, no, you can, system, systematic China racism is. in police, that's not a sovereign nation. You just picked but, another country. But if, I'm it's, saying that there is, Russia, there's an argument, a not a sovereign country. There's a legitimate argument to be made that it's not... <laughs> It's not solving. It's only, I just named only the most powerful government in the entire world. But it yeah. doesn't matter. It's not solving. Russia's it's, a, it's, uh, at least a fake Democrat. <laughs> it's not solving the problem. You're totally right. right. But there's a strong and a reasonable argument to be made that censorship wouldn't solve the problem either. It would only make it worse. Yeah. But other countries still don't have that issue where, where people are killed by levels of authority. Like, it, it just, it's just not the same. It's it's just not the same. I grew up in a country and we didn't, we don't, we have issues, but we don't have to like, fucking- Like dental hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but there's another argument there too. It's like, there's just not as many guns in the UK. Not even by- No, a, no. Like oh, a, there's the not, cops there's don't none. Well, that's you know, it's like, and, and so you can sit here and wax poetic about- There's a lot more but, stabbings though in the UK. Yeah, but he, here's the thing though. And this, this is true. And I actually heard this on, on talk radio, which funnily enough- and this is true, but again, it just goes back to the things that could have been changed a long time ago that you're right, can't be changed now. But you know what? We have much better cops, much better cops than you guys. Do you know why? Because our cops have to learn how to de-escalate how, how, how are you calling much better cops? Because we had to go in and train it, your cops after the riots happened four years ago. Okay, yeah, but our cops have to actually <laughs> so learn just how to- explain that one. I'll, I will, instantly. <laughs> Because we don't have something to our right that we can reach for. So our cops and most, let me finish my point, and most every other cop in Europe has to learn how to de-escalate a situation without pulling out something that kills someone. Yeah, no do they, question. Make, do they not, make you feel safe though if, uh, if something pops off? Uh, <coughs> throw a fucking do you think black people feel safer here? By the police or at any other country no, in Europe. There's there's you, tons of talk. I know you're talking doesn't about work. Well, you know, but, but your sense. argument doesn't work either because you're right that cops in, in Britain are much less prone to acting hastily and killing someone. Cops in America are one million times more prone right. to getting shot at. Yes, because you have more guns. I mean, so you get there. Because of that second I amendment. Would, I honestly, in, in, you know, in like basic six-year-old mind, me, my, my daughter said that the other day. She's like, well, why don't we just get rid of guns then? And I go, listen, on paper, it's a great idea. It's just not going to happen. And you, but you, that's what makes me so no, mad listen, about the here's, here's It's the just a piece of paper. But listen, okay, let's, we let, had that problem and I, we got rid of guns. And guess on, what? No, 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 no one listen, dies anymore. Two things to, to counter that point. It's just such a If you wanted to get, let's thing. say we all voted to get rid of guns tomorrow. 
there's what eight guns for every American citizen, five hundred million or something. Yeah, like that. there's more I, I guns than people in this country. That's that doesn't that just doesn't work. You don't go to everyone's yeah, house, okay. knock on the door, and pull the guns out of their okay, house. Okay, then you do exactly what again any other country in Europe did where they didn't ban guns, they, they regulated the production of bullets. It's a very easy problem to solve if you just don't get to it. Like, there, if you don't that's start not, thinking, You're not dealing with so, Americans. Uh, come on, dude. You're, you're that's, that, no, I'm serious. I, I mean, there, there's, you're, you're right. It's really weird you, how, like, every culture around the world, everyone, you can name them, they say, well, that the French, you know, they just... They all have, they all have affairs, you know. They're French. The <laughs> yeah. Italians they love their food and they drink yeah. a lot, you know. They yeah. the Irish. I mean, okay, okay. we take them, tipping them back in the bread in the morning. Americans are far more violent than most everyone around the world, and, and that's yeah. it's a cultural thing that is absolutely. And I think like even pro gun people, if we all just cut, kind of admitted that look, there's this weird Clint Eastwood cowboy ethic, and it's been there since the beginning of this country right. where. Even in the French Revolution, you didn't have heads of state going, meet me out front, we're going to have a fucking duel <laughs> with guns. In America, like, people are always like, it's getting so uncivilized in politics. Dude, 250 years ago, yeah. American politicians were fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shot at each other. Do you understand? <laughs> we are, it's, it's, a, it's a very young country, but it's a very right. young country that has been built on insane violence. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> there's, like... I, I, listen, I just, you could regulate bullets. You could regulate bullets. You take it away. You know what would happen within yeah. two weeks? People are gonna be we would be start importing bullets from Mexico, and there'd be a black market bigger than Dude, any. People can make their own bullets. Perfect, yeah. perfect example, yeah, Seb. Seb, what, real quick. But this past weekend, Chicago on Sunday. Yeah, most most murders. Most in a murders day, yeah. in a single day. Eighteen it, people, and most of them were shot and killed. And they also have the strictest gun laws in the entire country. The city of Chicago does, and the state. Chicago has, and New York. And New York have some of the. And and the I, 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 I get, I don't, even I if you, understand the issue we have, but I just don't accept that everyone rattling off, well, we can't change it because it's in the Constitution. Because, because a lot of other countries I, have had this problem. I just, I disagree Dude, with you. Dude, you're sitting point. on, you're talking about just four years ago just when so during. think about this. No, what I'm not. No, I'm, not, I'm telling you. Listen. You understand that. Do you like, remember, do you remember the last Australia election? Australia had more guns per people. 20 years ago than America yeah, does. I, about I, I, the size of California, dude. It's it doesn't, yeah. make, it doesn't dude, make the difference when you're talking about well, they, 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 they don't have a bill of rights either. The Australia just has no bill of rights. Yeah, but the government said, hey, you know what? We're just we're banning these guns now. Do you Your remember? Do you remember? Make yes, sense. it does. And remember in 2016 when Hillary was running against Trump, every a huge sticking point of why Trump even won the thing was everyone said Hillary's going to take our guns away, and you I and I don't really give a shit. Okay, but. Billy Bob and the rest of the dudes in the South and the Midwest aren't giving their guns up for shit, dude. Those guys are stockpiling right You'd now. Be surprised. There's been a it's line not... around the corner at Turner's since the beginning of COVID-19. You like, would be surprised too, though. Block. Also, it's not just Billy Bob and-, and No, uh, it's around yeah. here. It's around, uh, I'll give you a, a very good example. Um, I have a therapist who is the most coastal, liberal, super right. progressive uh, female. And, and I love her. She's, she's an incredibly bright woman. And that's why I have her as a therapist. She, she does great work with me. But she's always talking about like, why do people need guns and blah, 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 blah. And I, I'm, I'm a gun owner. I'm not a gun like evangelist, but I, I'm a gun owner, yeah. you know? I'm and uh, the shit goes down two weekends ago in where there's people like uh, outside my window, I'm watching like looters, you know, like throwing shit. And uh, who texts me? <laughs> but my therapist, she's like, do you think you could bring a gun over to my house? Because we live like 
uh, half Long a mile away. away. Yeah. And she's like, is, do you have any extra guns? To bring? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I keep my guns in my garage locked up. I mean, that's not, yeah, I, I'm not a gun. I don't yeah. feel, but you best fucking believe that when I woke up that Sunday morning, when things were really hitting the fan and people were moving from Santa Monica to Venice, I went in the garage, yep. threw the bolt in that fucker, loaded it up. And I stood in my, by my front and I was like, that gave me Little and an piece. incredible peace of yep. mind, you know? And I and I, I've made the same point also about, like, I was here, I think you were too. I mean, you're probably way younger than me, but uh, I was here watching the LA I just riots. look older than you, that's all. I was yeah. watching the LA riots happen. And this very strange thing. I was thing, 11, but I remember. Okay, yeah. so you guys remembered, yeah. like, the LA riots would happen. Um, it was fucking chaos. You couldn't believe how things escalated so mm -hmm. quickly. And there's every everything in the Crenshaw area like was just destroyed, and you'd see all of a sudden though, yeah. like out pockets. of these like teeny say. little pockets where the store would be perfectly fine. Korean store. Like, I wonder why. Thing. And the news camera would zoom in, and there'd be two Korean dudes standing in front like this, or on the or, roof. Yep, with a with a long and, rifle. And everyone, all the looters, are like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll avoid this. On one. to the next one. And so, at its core. Like violence and gun use and and the idea of shooting a firearm at another human being is fucking preposterous. But at, at its core, on a level, there is an argument to be made that like if we're never – because once you get to – like Americans in particular, here's another cultural thing. When you outlaw something in America, you're going to increase its use yeah. exponentially. That has been tried and true. There was never a bigger increase See, in drinking cocaine. than during the prohibition. Yeah, right. And there was never a bigger pickup in cocaine use than in like 1983 when most states started to outlaw it. You know, it, it was something that was relegated to Studio oh, 54. There's a, there's a ton of it now. There was a real, it was like Studio 54 There's more people. coke now than there ever was. It's crazy. And and I'm telling you, on in 1976 and shit, that was like some upside, up, uh, you know, yeah. some up. Super rich. Uh, some yeah. like the Studio 54 and like Andy Warhol and his buddies were doing key shots. The overwhelming, like overwhelmingly, yeah. most people didn't even see cocaine. Got outlawed come 19, like 86. Everyone in the goddamn mother is doing key bumps. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling you, like culturally, there's a thing, and it's not good. It's not right. But you outlaw things. You tell adults what to do in this country, yeah, and, and it gonna... never works. It never fucking works. Yep. And I, I'm like, a lot of it, had, like, we saw it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You put a curfew on people, a curfew on grown adults in in Los Angeles County, immediately there was fucking looting and, and picketing and riot. Yeah, of course. You know, it's uh, like, curfew boom. worked over here, though. Curfews worked in Orange Curfews County. Curfews worked in, in Long Beach and worked really very well. Effective. Well, very effective. Very effective. I just, I don't know. I just, it's very hard for me to believe in that argument when the second, and again, I'm not trying to make this go dark, but the second one school shooting happens and some kids die from it, other countries have figured out how to solve the problem. I'm Listen, I'm, I'm here's the saying, thing. I'm it, not arguing with you and saying solved. that you're necessarily wrong. But, it's not going to happen here. you don't live here. in those it's, other countries. You live here. Yeah. No, there's I, a reason I, for that. Because yeah, but it's still not, a better place to live. I mean, the good outweighs the bad. That's the problem. It's a yeah. byproduct. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't make it right, but th that's th just three of us here have kids, and that scares that the shit out of me. A, it's yeah, fucked up like, and it's gnarly. You, but but I just I what I really hate is the terminal uniqueness that America has, thinking that just because it's so big, it's just that it would take an, a, a huge amount to solve. But if if people, if we really wanted to do it, we could do it and life would go on. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I like, agree with that completely. I'm telling you there's a way more Americans that don't want to do it than you think. Yeah. Way yeah. more. I, I agree. But I, 
All right, you know, well, let's like, let's yeah. end up on something fun, and then we'll, we gotta, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so we've covered so pedophilia. We covered pedophilia. Um, school shootings. So a few weeks ago at the beginning of COVID, we wanted to uh, d- do a week of oh, yeah. uh, the podcast where, like, fuck, I don't want to talk about anything that's going on in the world. Let's do something fun. So we ranked, uh, we did an episode where we ranked the top five front men of all time. Wait, oh, okay. Can, well, caveats so here. We're There's a few caveats. No, hold on. There's a few caveats. They have to be essentially an 80s band and forward. So they can't be like Led Zeppelin. It can't be any of those. How can okay, you say best front man of all time and not include Robert Plant? Okay, and hold say, on. No, That's Robert. Why, and no. you can't include and you can't include Prince either because Prince, it would just be boring. Prince is too easy. Because it would be boring. Best okay. post nineteen eighty band has to be formed nineteen eighty or <laughs> like later. Like really, like the and like yeah, they could have come down. Why, the, why that? Though? Why that? Because it's like a modern. It's like a modernization. It's like the modern frontman, basically. But wait, okay. Uh, off the top of my head, the first couple that came to my mind would be, and I'm not a Zeppelin fan, by the way. I think they're kind of hacked. But I wouldn't even but consider Robert, Robert Plant that great of a frontman. He's an excellent frontman. He's an excellent lead singer. The next one that comes to mind. Crazy. The next one that comes to mind is Freddie fucking Mercury, and that you're excluding him out of the list. We're definitely Fre- excluding Freddie yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Okay. absolutely. So what we'll do? I, because, actually, because, so, I think we're excluding well, us because, because they are they, easy. Yeah, they are yeah. Easy so, the point is to make an actual list that's hard to yeah, do. If you so did of I'll all do, time, it's pretty obvious, and those have been done a million times. So what I'll do is I'm going to go through. Each round, the the people that were nominated, mm-hmm. out of those nominations, you you and you can make fun of any of the Wait, these nominations. But if I don't get write-in votes, then I'm Hold not on, playing. Hold on, you do, you okay. do, you do, and then you <laughs> tell us who you think should have won out of that group. Okay, and then once we get done with the five, you can tell us who you who if we were missing someone or who should have been. All right, before on the top you tell five. me, give me like thirty seconds to get my five together. Okay. Okay, <sighs> okay. that one for sure. That one for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um. And there's there's another rule here that we should explain. What? Each round was voted on, so yeah. So each there's round, a, there's so a couple a, that, that a, became a so problem. It wasn't a bracket because it would have gone on too long. So we just we did like mm-hmm. Jason nominated who he thought was his fifth fifth best. greatest, and then I did, and then I did, and then we had a fourth person here, and then we voted on it, and that's how, and then we all nominated a number one, and they have so. to be equally split between Caucasian. <laughs> and and we have to have okay. a female. Okay, Should we so, bet on the other side how many of how many times he's going to say fuck you? Yeah, uh, you yeah. say fuck you, and then I want <laughs> to see how many everyone. he's actually going to agree with us on if if any of the. He'll, he'll agree I have my unarguable number one right yeah, now. Yeah. Like so, I, to me, it's not even open for debate. But okay. go ahead. So uh, yeah, the, fi- the fifth round, the fifth round uh, for for number five of all time, we have Corey Taylor, Slipknot. We have Marilyn Manson and Marilyn Manson. Uh, Spencer Moody of Murder City Devils. And uh, Michael Hutchinson of NXS. That's a really tough one because and and I I think Corey uh, as far as frontman is like, modern rock right now he's about as good as anybody. Thank you. That but was... I mean honestly, like as far as like stage presence, it's a part of look, theatricality. Yeah, all that's included. It's and all and part of it. singing, people like so many bands sound good on record. You go see Slipknot. Corey fucking hits high notes. He's, mm-hmm. he's great. But Michael Hutchins was a dime piece and had really creative fucking uh, delivery. Like, it was Great really voice, unique. Un- and, unreal mm-hmm. voice. Well, defined what a rock star was, kind of, was always Bone and Hutchins. And then, I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen Manson live. I have not. But that's Jason a whole and, new yeah. setup. It's, it's a real thing to, he ushered something into the modern era of music that not a lot of people can do. And that you really kind of get scared when he comes on stage. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, he... There, he, there's something really threatening and dangerous about the guy. Yeah, true. And he's awesome. I mean, he's he's a brilliant frontman. I'm gonna have to go with this one though. Honestly, if like if I were gonna look in all categories, I'd say Corey. Corey Taylor. Yeah. Okay. We had, we tried, we had, we took Hutchison, but Corey okay. Taylor's. I that was a, uh, yeah. That was a. That was the, I nominated the, Corey, but, I but also, and here's another thing. 
Michael Hutchins, it's by the way, it's Hutchins. Hutchins, sorry. Michael Hutchins, um, but God rest his soul, but he was taken too quick. Like Corey's been able to sustain this sure. since 99 we'll in just, three in three bands. Well, sure. just don't put an orange in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, you wonder like how much could, would Michael Hutchins be like, like a like a fucking studio musician or like crushing right you know, now. Like, yeah. yeah, you know. You never so this know. is where it starts to get. This gets tougher and tougher. So this is where the so I'm uh, really angry. This is, yeah. So uh, for for the fourth greatest frontman of all time, um, we've got game. we've got we've got Michael Stipe. Um, fuck you, Eddie Vedder. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Oh my god, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> that one was also uh, mine. Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> so we got right. Eddie Vedder, Zach De La Rocha. All right. And uh, Karen O, yeah, yes. I uh, Karen for me. That's You're gonna not go even, Karen O. Yeah, wow, not even, not, wow, not, we didn't wow. even blink. I love Rage, and I like Zach's uh, a real like gift, not only to music, but like really like for passionate, meaningful fucking uh, uh, having a moment uh, right a, now. Musical artist, Rage Against Rage. But if a you can't if you can't sing, you can't be considered one of the best frontmen. Like he can't. He know, literally dude. can't. I like, love Zach like, Delarosh, but Zachary he is a one trick pony. But he has like one of the most unique flows of all. I know, time. but he he's, does he's one thing very, but very well. If we're talking about greatest frontman and everything, then we, sure. and if we're gonna include rappers, then you gotta go. I to me, like you can't have like just a basic MC. You gotta have someone who's like really. But rappers would be hard because yeah. everybody raps in the group. That's the problem, right? right. So like, and everyone's a frontman. So like, you're the going entire band's a frontman. Yeah, the entire band. So you're going Karen O. We had uh, we to uh, Eddie Vedder. Won that round. Eddie Vedder's still doing it too. Because Eddie Vedder's still doing it. Yeah. And I like, listen, I like him as a person. I actually really like it. But I just think like there's a there's a weird thing about how he has to maintain that one vocal tone of the yarble. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like honestly, that's like a Saturday night at a karaoke bar type shit. You know, but that's like, the only thing he can do. That's my point. And like, so for me, he can't yeah, even. I be, don't like Eddie Vedder that much, but he's Eddie you're Vedder. fucking so crazy. What are you gonna dude. do? But I'm he's with, also Eddie Vedder. I mean, one of the things that came up was. People sleep on the type of performance artist super he was charismatic. earlier super on charismatic. in his career. Who, who picked even, Karen even, O? Bonner? Bonner did, yeah. Of course he Bonner fucking did. did. Goddamn hippie. Um, he I picked like, Stipe. Oh, I was surprised, <laughs> surprised the fuck you to, to Michael Stipe, though. So there you oh, go. fuck you. What's your frequency, <laughs> Kenneth? I didn't. Michael Stipe wasn't mine either. Michael Stipe was it. He's not a good singer, and he, <laughs> no, he, kind, of, he kind of cultivated the shoegaze bullshit where you stand on stage <laughs> and go like, <laughs> okay, to say he's not a good singer is not. Is not he's not a very good not singer. Correct. That's not correct. Sounds like okay. somebody. Uh, number three. Like number three. People. The top frontman of all time. Uh, Zach Taylor Rocha comes up again. Is Michael Stipe gay? <laughs> I thought he dated. I thought he was. With no, Chase. he's gay. It's Michael Stipe. Is Michael Stipe gay? gay? <laughs> Are you thinking about the same Michael Stipe? I mean, your impression. I listen, was- I actually, I actually like REM. I'm not. I'm not this isn't shitting on REM. I actually like REM. I just, the, it makes a lot of sense though if you know the Kevin Spacey story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, um, okay, number three, all time. So we got Zach Taylor Rocha again, uh, Ian Curtis of Joy Division, oh. uh, and then Gwen Stefani, and then this oh, one shouldn't sure. count. Oh, Gwen Stefani. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Seb put Beyonce. We shouldn't even let Seb do that because that's, that. that's yeah. not right. So uh, who do you have? Who do you have out of the three? Yeah, give me them again, because like uh, Zach Taylor Rocha, Ian Curtis, and Gwen Stefani. Well, I just made the <laughs> argument about like his career wasn't long enough to really make that example, so it's hard for me. But I'm like. The guy to find like an entire Un- generation of frontmen. I like how he's teeing up his own picks over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Ian Curtis, like you gotta understand, Joy Division's debut album, in my opinion, is in the top three greatest albums ever that's ever existed. I know we argue in about any that. argue, we argue in any yeah. genre. I like I like closer better, but yeah, doesn't change the fact doesn't though change. that their artwork but is Ian bigger Curtis, than their actual sound. 
But he no. also he wasn't, and and I think I mean, what the the beauty of Joy Division was that he was it wasn't an act. He was so fucking desperately despondent, oh, yeah. but you and know, he the, did it. I've never the weird stuff that he I would, never he, saw him live. No, but I've seen video. You've seen video. He yeah. wasn't exactly an an engaging performer, well, unless yeah, unless you lived in uh, Manchester in 1980, you, nobody saw him live. Right. Well, my my, my point is is like. They did tour parts of UK. They parts didn't just UK, stay yeah. there. But um, <laughs> we're, talking, we're, we're not yet. talking about greatest Country. songwriters who also sang. We're not talking no, about we're talking greatest about artists. We're talking greatest frontman. He and Curtis was not a great frontman. Oh, he, was, he, was. He, was, he was a brilliant voice and he was a brilliant artist. He I don't had think, moves. He didn't. He did oh, his, his dance yeah. moves are so he good. Met, he had moves that made me go, okay, I can dance. Oh, all I right. love him. But go, so yeah. who, do you, who do you have out of the three? Or Gwen Stefani. Oh, that's insane. So Gwen Stefani, we all agree. Gwen Stefani's. That's silly. I didn't agree, but oh, yeah. no, wait, wait, no, I'm picking. not picking her. Oh, you're not, not who no, you're picking. I don't oh, okay. I'd rather murder her than okay, put her so on this list. Okay, so who are you going with then? Uh, I'm going with Ian Curtis. I have to. <laughs> oh, wow. Ian Curtis. Okay. You know what? No, I'll change. I, I'm going with Zach DeLaRocca. I will say, like, as far as, like, stage presence and shit, like, he's Come still, on, he's, he's fucking 50. And he's he's still, a man, dude. Yeah. He's, he's a, a man. man. Come on. He, we were really upset. There's no that, one, like, and there's nobody like him yeah. in any other genre. So he's this also is the, kept his brand. This is the worst thing about uh, our list here is, I think I picked him in the third, yeah, and you picked it, him in the fourth. It depended so it who they got him. matched up with. Yeah. He kind of got fucked I've up. I've seen the guy he needs to, with he my own eyes. With my own eyes, I've watched him come on stage and perform with Tool and come on stage and perform with the Wu-Tang Clan. And jump and off he a did fucking both, speaker. He, and he was awesome in both. So oh, yeah. that says a lot about a fucking Oh, artist, I mean, did you, you know? see the Coachella documentary where Reza, when he talks about the first time seeing Rage Against the Machine at Coachella? No, oh, yeah. And you know, it blew his mind? Like I how, talked uh, to Jerry Cantrell in my life on Earth with looking in his eyes and he's like, that's when I knew like, I got to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we were all, we were all like, well, they're just playing keyboards. They're, they're using synthesizers. And then I, the next tour stop at the Lava Blues, I walked out there and we're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like this, what is this? And we're not even sure what we're seeing. Yeah. You know? um, okay. There's only three nominations in this next pick because one guy was nominated twice. Um, we've got Keith Flynn of Prodigy. We've got, <laughs> uh, we've got the, the, the venerable <laughs> Liam Gallagher and uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, it's rough. Well, listen, the different projects—he's off. The he's list. off. Okay. <laughs> Says this right now. That whiny, that the whiny. Like, is off. <laughs> that was the best response I ever saw about him. All. No, I mean, listen, listen. He looks great, but no, I agree. He does it. You're compared to William Gallagher. When they came out, Kobe. when they came out that album with with Smack my fucked. bitch up and shit, I was like, these guys are amazing. I've seen, amazing. I, I paid money to go see Prodigy live. I'm not shitting on Prodigy, but. Yeah. If I have Liam Gallagher and Kirk yeah, Cobain, I'm like, it's I got to really do some work here. Yeah. Like, we know who's opening that night. <laughs> He's like the first act that like no one sees at 4 p.m. <laughs> on that on that on bill the, on that bill. It's hard. This one's so hard because I think they're both so we had a hard time with this pick, meaningful with this in their separate kind of voice. And like, you're talking about Liam Gallagher. Fuck. Can one I? Of, one of the main things that came up was like Liam Gallagher really does kind of define what what a front man is. And would well, Kurt Cobain, if he was still alive, again, the whole getting taken so young, would he yeah. still nope. be? No, he fact, I heard, But neither I heard, is Liam, to be I heard fair. Chris, I heard Chris and, and Dave Grohl talking about that. They're like, we obviously wish it would have ended differently because we want Kurt to be alive. But Nirvana wouldn't have, we wouldn't have sustained that. Yeah, it, you know it would end. It would have been it would have been one or two more albums, I think. Um, but and Liam Gallagher's still cool somehow. I understand, but here's one. But thing. He doesn't put out music anymore. Kurt Cobain and his music without his brother sucks. Kurt Cobain, but he's still a great frontman. Still a he's great a, frontman. He's a though. fucking excellent, amazing frontman. frontman. And 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 in in that era of like, you guys Lilith stop Fair, fucking pitching right now. 
Listen, no, we're all talking here's about Here's my this. whole take on it. Is first off, Oasis, everyone likes to look back on it and make fun. But at that time, if you they were do? around in 1995, Shoo, there, was, there was <laughs> no one that kind of defined the the move, the move next movement after the fallout from grunge, which was so shit. Yeah. And all the derivative Nirvana wannabes playing three fucking downtune chords and trying to sing about how their dad treated them poorly. And then to have this voice come out, like, I know there are albums before, but like when What's Your Story hit glory, in yeah. America, like I remember, like, I remember what I was doing the first time I heard Wonderwall. Like, I remember I what I was I do wearing, too. what I was I doing. I do, too. That's, I remember. That, that, I was 12 and that's There's no other front man it. that can make 300,000 people scream by just nodding their head. And playing a tambourine. And that, uh, that, that, that like, listen, incredible. there was never, like... By walking. For 40 years, for 40 years, that had gone away in the front man. Where in, this, in the mid-70s, this idea of your chip on your shoulder and arrogance yeah. and, and the middle finger to the man and the... That was gone because everyone had gotten into this like sheepish, I don't care, I don't really matter type thing, which at the time was really important. I remember being an eighth grader and like when I heard Weezer and Nirvana, I was like, oh, I need this. Like this idea of like normal guys who are not. And then Liam came along, he's like, fuck you. These are my collection of Rolls Royces. Do you want to see my mansion? Suck my dick. I love that. He was like a hip hop star before hip hop stars existed. He really was. He really really was. The oversized hill figure and shit. He was awesome. And imagine like still nobody wears a parka. And just maintaining that level of confidence for oh, 30 years. Oh, we still years. on the show like uh, randomly we'll just have Seb read, read uh, Liam's tweets, tweets. But, for, for fun. But, but it's Kurt Cobain. Here's the thing and then Kurt Cobain did like pretty much no one's ever done and, and hasn't done since is that some people have a beautiful voice and they can hit notes and they, it just sounds melodic and beautiful. Some people can fucking tear your eardrums apart like they're chewing on glass. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain's the only guy I've ever heard that could do both. Yeah. You know, when you heard Nirvana Unplugged, you're like, oh my yeah. God, this is so soothing. And it's so, and it was so real. Like you were watching this tortured guy. Totally, and, you, yeah. man, and it was so beautiful. And then you hear like, <clears throat> you hear like, uh, you know, aneurysm, or you hear like the live album from Weddy Banks from Wishkosh, and he's just, he'll oh, just fucking grind your brain oh. with these high pitched sque- squeals and screams, and it would stay in tune, and he could break glass. Like, I, I got to give it to Cobain for that. Just yes, for that alone. One of That's probably... Shit, I have not listened to that record in years, but it's probably the best live record. It's it's up there. It's fucking it's up, up there. there. So Cobain won that round. Yeah. Too. Uh, I, I disagree strongly. I still I still write for Liam Gallagher because he just is a front man, but... But here's Wait, the... How here, do you fuck with Kurt Cobain? Here's the thing about Liam Gallagher. He was awesome, and all the shit I aforementioned <coughs> shit I named... Couldn't about, lose. About, ...about how cool he was. He was definitely... He had an it factor that was undeniable. But he still was kind of a poof. And the Kurt Cobain for his all his cardigan wearing like I don't, you don't matter. Think I'm Liam Gallagher would Liam Gallagher would Liam fucking knock a president yeah. out. No, Liam Gallagher would fucking motion to his brother to go knock a dude out. <laughs> and um, we know that that's true. He would talk a big bunch of shit, and then he would wait well, for one defining, of his fucking. The the defining argument was with him. Uh, his brother has a better voice than him. And, he's, he's, and his brother's but, a better songwriter. It, well, yeah, that goes without saying. His brother actually but has not a. As, Better, Liam, but he's Liam's not Liam. Way more funny. But he's not Liam. <laughs> he's way more entertaining. Yeah, he's not Liam. No, I agree. Listen, I'm not. No, Kurt Cobain won. I, I worship no. at the altar of, of of Oasis. I really do think that they were that good, and I think he's that good. It would. What I, I'm saying here though is that like it's hard, with it's front hard man, to rock and roll frontman, like as much as he did the like I'm not a tough guy. I hate macho bullshit. I've watched many videos of Kurt Cobain take his fucking guitar and hit dudes in the head with it and smash people's faces in. Like so, so he's he, you know there there's that threat you know like. 
that to me to be a five star rock and roll frontman, you got to be dangerous. I'm, so, gotta, I'm just sorry, I'm giggling when I read them. <laughs> I told you, don't make me get up and leave, dude. Because if it's like fucking, if it's like fucking Chad Kroger or something, I will fucking kick your ass. <laughs> this is good. So there's only two nominations for number one. All right, uh, and this was uh, this was very very heavily argued. We took we got a bunch of emails about it. Um, we got a bunch of emails about it. Period. There's like people like. And we can talk about who's missing from this list after. So uh, there was only two frontmen uh, that nominated for number one. Uh, one of them, uh, Axl Rose yeah. of, of Guns N' Roses, yeah. and the other one, Bono. <laughs> That's not a real choice. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's not real, is it? You're fucking with me. You're trying to get me to be upset. Bono. Yeah. And I got outvoted. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Well, he's not the greatest. He's not in the top fifty. Oh my god! You're out of your mind. You're tripping. Thank you. You're out of your goddamn mind. God damn it, dude! These guys fucking watching Axl Rose now is literally that's, that's embarrassment. Uh, that's so stupid. Watching though. Bono, Bono now can still Bono tour. Is, his new his new music's terrible, but at least he can still tour and sing with he, or without you. I give Bono credit because he walk it like he talk it. I think the guy is really trying hard, using his money and his resources to to, to <laughs> help the world hard. be a better okay, place. Like, because no, I think a lot of people tweet and then make appearances, but they don't mean. I think Bono. I think Bono really wants the world to be a better place. Axl Rose never had a Live Aid moment like Bono did. He never had a Red Rocks moment like Bono did. Do you understand how fucking psychopath he is? Do you understand? Bono could sit here and actually have a conversation with Axl Rose. Is a fucking lunatic. Yes, a literal psychopath. Okay, he's a fucking lunatic, and that's one of the reasons why he's in a million times better frontman than you. fucking Bono. This is this is like I couldn't believe I got outvoted on number Listen one. You guys are fucking crazy. I, have, I lost I have, my mind. I have real. That's right, and I disagree. Have fun with, I think have watching, fun with your two albums. I think that's watching. I think watching Axl Rose now is awesome. I think watching Axl Rose three or four years ago was laughably embarrassing. When yeah. he's in the, uh, the I wheelchair. See, I went to see Coachella. him last year in Las Vegas. He was fucking amazing. I, I, I don't right. know how much backing vocals they had on yeah. track and everything. He he brought the house. Down. He, was, he was fucking amazing. I saw him. You got me tickets to one of those Inland Invasion things yeah. like 10 years ago and he took about an hour and a half to come out. Let but me it, tell you a story. But he was fucking amazing. Jason was in the crowd. I was backstage watching it all unfold and I was one of the only sober people <laughs> that, that fucking was in the next... 600 mile radius. What year is this? 90, no, no, no. 2008. No, so this was, no, this was, this was, this was the throes of this Chinese was no, democracy. No, 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 no. This is year four of waiting for Chinese democracy. No original out. members in the band except for Matt Sorum. Yeah. Oh, Wicked. So we had, you yeah. had Ryan Axelhead. Fucking great. No, you had, I, 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 that, it was Chickenfoot. It was, uh, or Bumblefoot. Uh, yeah, or whatever the fuck No, from, so no, bucket from bucket. where? From from Buckethead can play. <laughs> bucket, no, Buckethead can play. That's a yeah. That's like well, saying he's, Michael no, Jordan he's can play the one talking not, shit. There's not a question that the guy can't play yeah. uh, his instrument. Buckethead fucking rips. It's the it's it's so, he's, he's crazy. He's yeah, also, he's and he's also probably a, now very quickly making your lattes at the drive-through <laughs> that we come to on the way here. No, I mean, he he he's okay. not the same. He's, so, a, he's so, a really famous studio. So your go. So your so your picks were number five. Hold on. This was like what? 2008 or something like that. 2008. Yeah. Okay. I'm backstage. Now, he's not exaggerating. It's maybe even like an hour and a half past. They're headlining. Yeah. There's an hour and a half that has gone by where no bands are playing on because Axl Rose has not shown up. On a changeover that was supposed to be like 10 minutes, I feel like, or 15 max. There's fires starting to be lit. The place is about to fall apart. 
People are right. People, the heads of K Rock are like pulling their hair out. They're like, what are we going to do? Are we going to yeah. have to refund money? Everyone's, there was a woman, I'm not going to name who, who works at a very prominent position now in a streaming service who used to work for Kara, who is fucking crying. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is amazing. So, like I said, about an hour and a half ago. I think I know by, who you're talking about. And I'm packing a dip and I'm standing underneath like the bleacher area at this, uh, at the, Pulled. Is the what rest is of Guns N' Roses there? Or the rest of his They're on man? stage. Oh, yeah. Everyone's cool. there. Because the they need okay. the money. With a really, really, like, ornate um, stage setup. Like a yeah. huge, like, like, oh, yeah. like three or four stories and with shit. With fucking some leather pants. Leather, some so, affliction and some background. Affliction so, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a, 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 a fucking, what do they call it? Uh, Candle? No, the in curtain? front of the curtain. curtain. The curtain blocking this, so they can't see it, but uh, okay. every uh, other member is out on stage. sitting out there for an hour and a half. Literally, like, playing their guitars, the unamped, and, like, um, you know, talking, shooting the shit, smoking cigarettes. I hear police sirens. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And all of a sudden, like, like four police cars, you know, like a real proper police escort comes and zooms out and, and, and they go, get out of the car Go to a limousine, a real stretch limousine, like a real fucking asshole. This isn't 1986, yeah, yeah. okay? And he gets out <laughs> you get of the discounts back, on those now. He gets up the back of the stretch limousine, smoking a cigarette, walks right up to. I'm like standing. He's as close to me as you two are. I mean, he's four feet away from me. I go and <laughs> the thing, there's fucking rioting going on from him being late, and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. He's like, "What's up, man?" And I'm like, "Hey, dude." He's like. He's like, uh, so am I going to do this or what? I go, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and like I said, I'm the only one in my right mind. Everyone's either panicky or shit-faced drunk because it's like midnight. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm like- uh, Past curfew for sure. Or oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Every, he's fucked over everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is also the amphitheater <laughs> in San Bernardino. Can, not the best human being. Oh, no, no, no this no, is no. Uh, chaos. Yeah. And by the way, the whole show was like a bro show. Like yeah. it was K-Rock's- yeah. Venture into it was like Avenged and oh, Allison Chains God. and Disturbed yeah. oh. and shit, you know. It's a rad show to be at. But I remember it, it was early. Was, I miss that. Wait, wait, it was early <laughs> in their career. So Muse was one of the first bands to play. Okay, like they hadn't made mm -hmm. it yet, and then Muse like opened the show to like yeah. a thousand people. Um, so he continues smoking a cigarette. All this is going on. Doesn't give a fuck. So he's like, "All right, cool." And he's like. Take it easy, dude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Take it easy, Axel. <laughs> Fucking flicks his cigarette. Like, doesn't have a care in the world. Walks on stage. And everyone looks at him. The, all the dudes see him. They step in line. And uh, he looks at the guitar player. And he starts playing the fucking opening riff to Welcome to the Jungle. The thing goes up. And he goes, time to die. And the crowd goes, berserk. And he kills him. For like two hours. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Till like 1.30 in the morning and everyone's transfixed. And he was awesome. And I'm like, dude, there's maybe been 10 people on the planet Earth that could do what I just watched this guy do. I He's really, fucking, I, it's a great yeah. story and I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. But Bono that's, is one of them. But that's not live. That's not Bono, live, dude. dude. No, I'm Bono's, sorry. No, Bono. no, no, no. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a ridiculous you're, argument. You're San Bernardino is in Central Park. Listen, that's a yeah. ridiculous oh, argument. Come on. That's, no, that's okay, a ridiculous argument. And That's not even Red Rocks. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. At wait, the wait, North wait, Center? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You could not, literally couldn't have Guns N' Roses at Live Aid. That's a ridiculous argument to say, like, that's not Live Aid. Because, dude, Aid. lest we wow. forget, when they, went, over here. when they went on their first arena tour, there was three dead people. Three. Two of them got trampled to death hey, there's because a, he nobody, said, fuck you, not playing. Nobody disagreed that Axel shouldn't have been nominated for number one. Okay. 
So I'm who saying it's not even a it's a not even a proper okay. conversation. He's, it's it's so a who, joke so that, that he lost. I who agree. do we miss? Who would have been on your list? The number one greatest frontman, arguably ever, but definitely well, from here we go from this era that you've. Uh, the number one, as far as singing ability, Gavin Rossdale, writing. Oh, <laughs> as far as as far as the look, longevity, con consistency, <laughs> consistent songwriting, performance, it factor. The number one greatest is Chris Cornell, and you're anyone oh, who knows. Right. Oh, bye bye. You just you just justified the bottom pick. He's not a front man. He's oh not. my god, He's dude! You guys are crazy. He's an awesome singer. You guys made, oh, they made one fucking guy singer. that could do one awesome thing. fucking singer. One thing. Sing really well and be amazingly handsome and enchant a crowd and also be fucking yeah. nuts on stage. Yeah, that's his one thing. It's called being a front man. That's Why a you really, asshole. I, I could see him coming in as an honorable mention or number five, but I don't even put like better is better than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Cornell, you know, would have showed up on time. Chris, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. For sure. Eddie he would be there early. Is a better singer than Chris Cornell? No, a better front man. <gasps> Hands down. Have you ever seen? No, but I've seen Audio Slave, and they're fucking sick. That's Audio not. Slave, that's not Soundgarden. Audio Slave's a terrible band. I mean, yeah. He was. A, he was the lead singer. Yeah, but that's a, that. Uh, plenty of fucking amazing frontmen have been in supergroups that were shitty. Okay, so you're Chris Cornell. You're Bono's in one now. One. The greatest. How you cannot have I mentioned this that. motherfucker? <laughs> how you cannot have mentioned this fucking guy? How he's not the first on your mind? David fucking Lee Roth. Is oh, one right. of the greatest. So, so to be fair, mm -hmm. he was the most. Uh, the the most complaints we got were about David Lee Roth not being on okay. the list. To be fair, here's yep. another one. Uh, but none of us like Van Halen. It was it's our. That's fine. So none of us well, really like like I'm, Van Halen. I'm not trying to be uh, biased because I don't like you too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, you I'm literally looking at him. As, <laughs> yeah, I've seen you two live. No, no, no. I've seen you two live. He's he does not, too much good. He's not a charismatic fucking guy. Just like look, I'm not Otto's saying He's not. I'm not saying U2 isn't what they don't deserve what they get. But Edge isn't a very good guitar player, and Adam's not a very fucking know. good bassist. Oh. And the fucking Larry really or whatever the fuck. Not a good drummer. No. Larry this Moore's is not a. Good a it's not a, like a. Listen, another Must one. Suck being the world's most successful band. I know, I know band. one person you're gonna say that's honor honorable mentions, but go ahead. Joe Strummer should fucking be mentioned. Seventies. Seventies. That's a clash. Of 70s. You're right. You're the, right. You're right. Is. You're right. Hands down, you're right. Seventies. All right, they they did they were founded in the seventies. That's, yes. right. no, that's, that's why okay. we have to. Um, uh, Trent Reznor, absolutely. Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor made, our, made our made our honorable mentions. Yeah, we have an honorable mentions. Seen the guy we like have an honorable mentions. Transfixing. List. Trent, okay. Trent Reznor's definitely was a. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, and you're you're leaving out like your boy, who I know is your boy. Who Just because our, I like him and he's my boy, probably doesn't no, mean he's, he's one a, of the greatest. No, frontmen, he is though. one of the greatest frontmen. All right, who am I missing? Justin Dr. Drake. Doctor, Jack Black. Oh, please. You mean Jack this, White? Jack White, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say Jack White. <laughs> Jack, Jack White. Black. Jack, yeah. White. <laughs> I mean, Jack, Jack White. Jack Black is yeah. legitimate. No, Jack, Jack White and Trent Reznor on honorable mentions so, with Brandon Flowers. And who what else? experience if you, because I've worked with Jack White and you know Jack White. Yeah. I would love to know which version of Jack White you got because I think the version that you got was colossally better than the version I the had. The version, the original, like the first couple years of the White Stripes, Jack White. Mm -hmm. And then also, what was that band he was in with the, the chick? Raconteurs. No, no, no. The, not with Brandon. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the chick the from the Kills. Yeah. Um, um, Dead Weather. That, you watch that Jack White. I'm like, that guy, he's mm -hmm. a rock star. That, that, I mean, he's an absolute rock star. Yeah, it's a, no like, there's a thing about him, like that, same with like Jay Z. In comparison to other rappers, there's a thing. When Jay Z walks mm -hmm. in the room, you're like, whoa, okay, someone cool just fucking hit. And I, I honestly believe like he was probably like that way before he was famous. And Jack White was the same thing. When the White Stripes were nobody, when Fell in Love with a Girl came out, 
Jack White right. walked in. You're like, oh, who's this fucking badass motherfucker? You yeah, know? he was once. We were once in an editing room, and he flipped a table because he didn't like the edit of a live video. I like that. See, uh, like legitimately, oh, that's part of being a frontman. Flipped yeah. the table with all the shit on it, and he. <laughs> Fuck the dude up from the Von Bondi. Oh, he Simone. did. Fuck, Fuck the Von Bondi. Goes, and Fuck when he went to court, the judge goes, do you have anything to say for yourself? He goes, I shouldn't have done it. I got really angry. I felt like I needed to punish that guy and I fucking punished him. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sentence me. Anyone else we're missing? I think Josh Homme should be thrown in that. Those aren't front. Josh Homme's not a front. He's a great musician. He's a great lead singer. He's, he's a, not front a front man. man. Yeah, he is. Not in the top five though. I, I wouldn't put him in our top five, but he's a front man. Maybe in the would top you, five would in you, fucking Orange you, Even though Sabbath was late 60s and 70s, Ozzy's solo career was all 80s and Ozzy should but be Ozzy, But because he, he was a solo act then. That's that's the difference. He's okay. a solo act then. Yeah. Because there was one other guy who was a solo act in the 80s that we that we disqualified. I can't remember who it was. I know this is a little esoteric, but I would say for uh, as far as overall quality, the look, the performance, Glenn Danzig. Oh. Didn't have enough hits though. He didn't, but he was in the he Misfits. He was in a, yeah. He yeah. was in the fucking Misfits. You know what, disc, okay. you know what disc, uh, disqualifies him? Is him getting knocked out on video before camera phones. From the most telegraphed punch that's ever happened. <laughs> the it slowest looked, punch of all time. It looked like the guy was setting him up to do like a tutorial on blocking punches. <laughs> or The guy goes, from here. And then Glenn Edgar goes like, punk. <laughs> I've never seen a more telegraph punch. All right, you got it. Mike, thanks for coming back, dude. We miss you. I yeah, love you we all. do miss you. Come on. I love you all. You know, Black. Yeah, Come on. Come on. Bono, Bono's a terrible person. See Come you more. Yeah.